Broadcasting live from global headquarters at RP Enterprises in Greenwood, Missouri. Stand by on this frequency. After 22 years of entertaining FM radio listeners across the U.S., across the U.S., this man is the owner and executive producer of the award-winning Heartland Waterfowl on Sportsman's Channel, CEO and founder of Dumar Chemical Solutions, and the man behind the mic of Papa Ron Radio Voiceovers and Production. He's the man, the myth, the legend, a global icon, future Nobel Prize winner, and of course he paid me to say all this. Really? Literally. Welcome to the Papa Ron Podcast. Here's your host, Ronnie Phillips. Ronnie Phillips. All right, welcome back. Episode four of the Papa Ron Podcast. Man, I'm having so much fun doing this podcast. I really am. I can't say it enough. Thank you for all the feedback of support and encouragement. And if you would, please spread the word about the show. And don't forget to subscribe to this show and your favorite podcast platform. And maybe a flattering rating would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And don't forget, you can leave a voicemail on the show. You can text in at 816-558-6389. Find out about upcoming guests and topics by following the podcast on your favorite social platform. You can find it on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. All you got to do is search Papa Ron Podcast. Now, our goal here is to film every single episode of the podcast. So remember, you can watch this on Spotify or the Papa Ron Podcast YouTube channel. And speaking of filming this show, big shout out to my boy, Dakota. Why don't you just pop away. Put your face in front of the camera real quick. There you go. That's the guy. <laughs> Too that's, close. That's the guy behind the scenes, Dakota Thurn. Uh, thank you for being in studio. And of course, his right man, right-hand man that could not be here today, Quentin Verlinick. They are of Marathon Media Management. Thank you, guys. I love you. Uh, for you know, taking time out of your busy schedule to be here each week to video the content of this show. As I mentioned, I am thoroughly enjoying doing this show, but I'm even more, more excited to do it this week because of this week's guest. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was blessed to join these guys on their podcast called Morning After. That's right. Mm, good morning a, After. Morning After. Um, make sure you follow that podcast. You'll find some great conversation. There's wonderful energy. It's humorous and, and topics that are relevant. So, um, they are also the host of the Morning Drive on Q104 in Kansas City, which just happens to be the radio station that I last worked at for 10 years from 2003 to 2013. I am so honored and grateful to welcome to the Papa Ron Podcast, Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Yeah. Good for us. We're happy Good to be for here. you guys. How about it? Thank you guys for being here. What do you think? What do you think? If I got this set up, I mean, do you guys approve? Dude, this is so cool. Hey, hey, Ronnie, is there anything you don't do? I mean, that intro was longer than our show. Jeez. <laughs> and the quality was probably uh, better. We're off to <laughs> a great start. His, Here his we studio, go. His studio is nicer than ours. <laughs> I got to tell you, because I know I knew you were a hunter, yeah. um, I, but I, I don't really know any hunters. I've never been around all of the- Never? Um, and all ne- the time now that you've been doing country radio, you've not come across a hunter? I feel a little more country today, Ronnie, yeah, because let me tell you, there are some, uh, some incredible deer- we learned the difference between a duck and a goose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> you got Dakota over there spitting his chewing tobacco into an empty water bottle. I mean, we're going to countrify you today. I, nice. Did you see my shirt? America, this country needs more cowboys. There you go. I mean, I'm trying. Jenny's going to leave here more attracted to her cousins than she's ever been before. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever tickles your fancy. Right. <laughs> 
try something new. Hey, later on in the show, we're going to break out the extended version of Ronnie's Radio Rewind. We're going to go back and listen to what we sounded like at some of the radio stations we worked at years ago. We're probably going to be able to have some fun with poking fun at one another as well. And then later in the show, Jenny and I will revisit a conversation that we had on their podcast about a topic that is very important to us. Before we get started with all of that, I just want to say big congratulations. I'm going to do the sound effect again. Big congratulations to Mike and Jenny for their recent nomination. Yes. Tell me about that. Tell everybody who might be listening about what you guys were nominated and how they might be able to vote. Uh, the Q104 Morning Drive is best radio show in Kansas City or best morning show? Best morning talk show is okay. what we're up for. The Kansas yep. City Magazine, uh, who know it, that they do this Best of KC tw- in every single year. So it's Best of KC 2022. Four nominees for best morning talk show. We are lucky enough to be one of them. Thanks to all of you who, who wrote us in as a nomination to be one of the final four. Also, Q104 for best radio station wow. of the year. And our newest afternoon talent, Lydia, is actually up for two awards for like best local DJ and best local radio show, I believe. There's like morning talk show and then there's radio show. Uh, you, she's up for best like afternoon show. No, she's up for best radio show. But, like, so that's like the over the, the entire like right. great. Yeah, and then so and she's then, up for an award bigger than you guys. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's, well, like, and she's, she's never even done radio before. She's Twenty-five. Yeah. She's very pretty. Like, like she's so and, good for her. She's super talented. She's That's awesome. Best. But now, hey, I, she is. She's beautiful on the outside, but I have to point out how beautiful she is on the inside. She's the real deal. I have not had a chance yet to meet her. I look forward to doing so. But I do follow her on uh, Instagram, and she just seems a very like a very genuine and authentic person. She is. She is. She, I love her so much. She sent an email out the other day because we got a company wide email about a potential like endorsement opportunity, and she made that. You all know the mistake. You hit the reply all. Uh, Oh, just, oh no! So she used reply all like yes, I'm very interested, and then she realized she replied all. So then she replied all again on purpose and just wrote, "Hey everyone, hee <laughs> <laughs> hee." Yeah, she's oh, that, was the that was the email. Oh, yeah, God great. bless her. Yeah, she's great. So there's been some big changes at the Almighty Q over recent years. Several staples to the radio station have left. Mm-hmm. Jenny then made the move from Mix 93 to Q104. Not only making that move from doing top 40 radio, you also made the move to a completely different day part and doing mornings. Um, all of this all kind of like the station got like a whole new facelift mm-hmm. over the recent years. Um, let's talk about that. If you're comfortable with it, I'd like to kind of share, have you share the emotions during that time, because I'm guessing it was not only exciting for you guys, but I'm sure it came with some of the hurdles with just all the different transitions. And you guys were in the middle of working in a, a makeshift studio mm. because you were getting ready to move the studio to a different location. So kind of talk about that, all the, the roller coasters of emotions. You have all these staples that were there for years and then they left and then some went to, you know, another radio station across town to just the excitement and, and some of the hurdles that came with that. The one thing is, and you know, in Kansas City, people love it here and people don't want to leave here. Right. So this is a market unlike anything I've ever seen to where the radio talent in this market has been here a really long time. People just, they don't leave. And I'm one of those people. I get it. I mean, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, so, you know, when I, I moved here from South Florida in 2004 and I started on mix 93.3 and I was grateful. I would have worked anywhere. I actually came off country radio when I oh, moved I didn't here. Know that. I did. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like it all. And so I, they said, we've got a space on mix. I'm like, yeah, great. Sure. So then I was there and I stayed there for about 16 years. I think we decided in total. 
And, but my, but my goal, I mean, I always wanted to get, to get back to morning radio and I, and I didn't really care necessarily where that was, but I just wanted that. I just missed, um, I just missed it. I mean, I love it. I love being able to speak a little more and have a little more fun. You like talking more than 12 seconds at a time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was great. (laughs) And you know what? Honestly, my midday shift on mix 93 was perfect for a very long time because, you know, I was a new mom and then a mom again. So raising my two kids, I sort of, my work schedule kind of flowed along with their school schedule. So for a long time, it just worked. It was more of a logistical thing. It just worked. Right. But then when my kids got a little older, they could make their own breakfast, you know. Self-sufficient. I, self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. And then this opportunity, I just believe, I, I'm a believer that God puts things yep. when and where they need to happen. And I feel like it all happened at exactly mm-hmm. the right time. But yeah, I'll let you speak to the fact that you came to Kansas City and were a part of a, an existing morning show. Legendary programmer Mike Kennedy was cool enough to hire me six months before he retired. The, the, the joke was that I'm th- I was the last <laughs> you pushed, him out, pushed him out the door. <laughs> Even though I believe he had that plan before he ever hired me. But no, I was his last full-time hire before he retired from what was a pretty awesome career. So I like having that, yeah. that, that notion that's cool. Um, but yes, actually, when I got hired at Q, I started on afternoons. I was afternoons for nine months. And then I switched around with another personality and it became me and then the two other people in the show who had been there for 20 years. And that had been kind of a running thing in my career everywhere I'd been. I worked in small town. I worked in a really small town, Illinois. I worked in Columbia. I mean, Ronnie, I know you hate Mizzou. But I, <laughs> I know you hate Mizzou. That's, that's a little strong. I just hate the Mizzou fans who chant SEC before M-I-Z. I just don't understand <laughs> that at all. But anyway, we, I we, digress. We, I digress. We appreciate the SEC because they actually give us money and all the money doesn't go to Texas. To, let's get back to the <laughs> Illinois radio station with right. the corn stalks around. So, anyway, corn. Yeah, actually, there was across the street. There <laughs> I heard this field. on your podcast. Um, but what was and everywhere I had been though is I would get hired on a different shift. They would say, "Oh, we'd like to put you on the morning show," and they would put me with somebody who had been there for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. My first guy was there fifteen years. I moved to Columbia. Uh, the guy was on the morning show for ten years, and they thought and we were a good fit. Moved to Kansas City. I'm on a, with a team who had all been there for 20 years. And there's great experience that comes from that, but I never really got the opportunity to build my own show from scratch. Right. I, got, I had to focus, and I, I had to go with the existing segments, and, mm-hmm. and I would get a little say, like, okay, I think this is a little out of date. Let's let's put that in there. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was never my show. So when uh, I had my two co they both quit within the same week without telling me well, that was fun. Uh, and then I was on by myself for like a month and that was terrifying. And I was like, I, I need somebody to bounce off. And they recommended Jenny, Jenny and I hadn't even, we do didn't you, know each other. Do you want to know the extent of our relationship and how long do we decide we did this in the hall for four years, four five years? years yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Jenny. That's it. Have a great day. Have a great afternoon. As you're walking past each other in the hallway, you know, like like maybe there were some similarities of that when we were working in the same building because like you were doing middays and I was doing midday, so we're basically showing up same time. Hey Jenny, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. And then she goes to her studio, does her show. I'm locked in my studio and. That's, that's it's the just extent of it. How, yeah, it's just kind of how it's it goes. It's not personal. It's just how it is. No, but it was just really funny because we had literally never had an interaction. And so they bring the idea to me. They bring the idea to him and they say, okay, well, the first step is let's even find out if you two have A, any chemistry or B, do you even like each other? You know, there was a lot to, to see a lot of factors to go into it. Do you remember the meeting in the meeting room and how that was supposed to be like a 15 minute meeting, but it was like a two minute meeting because yes. we both decided you get your husband. I'm going to get my wife, yep. we're going to do dinner, and it's either going to work or it's not. So we did. We met with our spouses, and the four of us met at a restaurant. And I remember on the way there telling my husband, like, you know, I don't even know what to expect. This is, this is what it is. You know, Were, were you either- nervous? I wasn't oh, nervous. Were you? Oh, it was first date vibes. We've talked about that. Like, it well, felt, it, it had, it it felt this- like first date. 
but it, but I wasn't nervous. I just I just Jenny was Twitter pated. You know what it is? Because I, you wanted this morning show. You wanted job. the opportunity. So, uh, yes, yeah. Yes. And I wanted it to work, but you just don't know. You know right. how it is. Like, yeah. you get the chemistry or you don't. Sure. So, so in that way, yeah, I guess. But we did. We sat down and... <laughs> here's here's when I knew it was going to work. Because if you look at Je- at Jenny Matthews on air on Instagram, by the way, uh, her, her, her posts are very good. They're very beautiful. If you look, if you knew sure. nothing about Jenny, but besides what you see on her Instagram page, you would think that she just has the perfect family, two angelic children, nothing wrong yeah. ever have the very beautiful pictures because she has a beautiful family and i was like and me I'm, you know i'm raunchy i'm foul mouthed <laughs> and i'm like like if i like does she even i didn't i was like does she even cuss and so and so, and so we, do i so, cuss so we went to so we went to dinner and it took about 10 minutes or so and she's like can i what's a girl gotta do to get a get a f and mick ultra around here and i'm like oh she cusses here we go like, okay this is great no we did and we just started just just vibing right away like yeah. we just had good real you know you and yeah, i talked last sure. time just about authenticity i'm just yep. here for yep. it and we were just we were able to all just be real and had a really good time together this dinner that i thought might take what hour and a half two hours we were there for five hours we shut down the place and when when we left i mean i i knew, you knew. i said this yeah. is it i texted our boss our boss todd because you know it was ultimately it was it was up to me and i i told him i texted him it was midnight and i'm like if you don't bring Jenny over, I quit. <laughs> and, it, How great I, though, and I was like right? 50, 50 serious, yeah. but he, but he, got it. He was up. He texted me right back in midnight. He's like, done. done. Like I'll make it happen. But like, I'll be honest. It was really scary because I had been somewhere for so long and right. I had, um, you know, recognition just being a part of that station. Sure. It was like, it was a part of my identity and I felt like I had helped to build it to, mm-hmm. to what we had. And you, you know, it was, it, it just, it was scary. It was yeah. a big change. I knew country wasn't going to be a problem because I had always liked country. I liked country all along the mm-hmm. way, even when I was on mix. So it wasn't that. But um, but to also to have a morning show. And like Mike was saying, I had never had a chance to build something of my own. And I say of my own. We we truly consider our, this, is a, team. A, this is a 50-50. Yeah. This is our like family. show. This is our show. So when right. I say mine, I guess I mean ours. But you yeah. know what I mean. We, I sure. never had that Something that you could feel like you had ownership with on a, on a morning show slot. Totally. Yeah. And so, and we just, when we started talking about our ideas, and things we wanted to do with the show and how we wanted the show to feel. And we just, I mean, it's like we were just on the same page Mm -hmm. with everything. We're really big on fresh because I think one of the problems, uh, and I've been openly critical about this, one of the problems of, we talked kind of opening podcast about how everyone's been here for 20 years. uh, I call it SOS. It's the same old shit over and over Mm -hmm. again. And like, like, we need to come out with something fresh, something that this town hasn't heard yet because you're getting a lot of the same old stuff. You're getting to where these shows are multi-generational. You know, like, it's the same show that their parents listen to and we're like, we, we want to be different. We want to be that next generation. Especially like when you're generation. the radio station recognizes kind of the top 40 of country That's music it. where it's continually fresh new music, right? Well, yeah. why wouldn't that, you know, parlay into what you're doing between the songs? Correct. Mm-hmm. Totally. Correct. So it was, it was literally this show was completely torn down, rebuilt from scratch and not just content, but like clocks. Like, and, that, and we're getting a little insider yeah. here. But like the, the, the boss of the radio station determines like, okay, we want to hit our first commercial break of the hour at exactly 6.08 a.m. And our second commercial break needs to hit at exactly mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a real science to this radio thing. Don't be fooled. But there really is. There really is. And so we like, yeah, we, we, so when I say build the clocks, it's, it's mm-hmm. how many songs before have to play before this commercial break that has to air at exactly 08 past the hour. And that's, and every radio station does that. Yep. And uh, yeah, we did, we built, we did, we had all new content. 
all new clocks. My favorite idea was completely your. Well, you stole it from a, your friend in a, another market, but I can't match Mike. Was oh, totally yeah. your idea. We. I have um, a friend who does radio in another market, and he goes by Tiny on the radio, and they did Can't Top Tiny, and so it's a trivia concept game, and uh-huh. you know, and he just said he goes, Jenny, I'm telling you, our listeners love it. It's like the biggest hit that we do on our show. Okay. So I thought. Well, we could do, well, we were, we came up with the name together, but can't match Mike. We mm-hmm. figured, okay, like we could, and the whole premise is, and it's true because Mike thinks he knows everything. So uh, very <laughs> arrogant. Like, I'm an arrogant. In a playful son way. Of a gun. In a playful way. No, but, um, and so it's fun to, I ask, you know, him trivia questions and then, and then a listener gets to play, you know, and, and answer the question. What's it called again? Can't match Mike. Can't match Mike. I mean, even the name itself is so arrogant. It just rolls right like, off the plate. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If, 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 Wish I, you love it. You just, you bask in that. And if our listeners have, have followed us over to the, to the Papa Ron podcast, just just uh, I swear I'm not that arrogant in real life. It, 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 it is a bit it is no. a bit of an exaggeration, yes. but uh, and I love it too because people know, that, but people get into it. They call and they'll they, there's been not every contestant, but there's been a few who call up with like, "Hey, Mike, I'm going to wipe the floor with you today." Oh, like, I love it. And I'm yeah, on. And very I, into it. And then I crush them. Yeah, I love it. No, one of my favorite things when I was working at Q104 was when the station would host two really cool concert events of the year. There was Birthday Bash and then there was Yallapalooza. Now, back in the day, we always did Yallapalooza in the summer and it could get unbearably hot. I don't ever remember us doing a Yallapalooza as early as May, but you guys just did that. It looked like on social media the entire amphitheater, the interior, the entire lawn was absolutely packed. I was I hate that I couldn't have been there. But it looked like it was amazing. It was amazing, and it was cool. Was it the first time it was ever May? Is this? Uh, is that? That's I a good question. See, I don't know because I'm not a Q historian. That's almost the bad. I know, part but of you've it. been there long. Have you done a long, a y'all? Long see, y'all have always been a different. Like I feel like they've always either been Memorial Day or Labor Day or around those areas. Okay, like, I, I've never known a Yallapalooza in the middle of the summer. Oh yeah, because for so many years we were downtown every thursday night and yeah, that and so and so that would that's just too much so it was always either beginning yeah, we, of summer or end of we summer. coined it it was the summer event of the year well so what had happened was when we <laughs> yeah, let's get underneath the surface here pull back the curtain <laughs> when we started doing our show i mean i remember some of the things i was really looking forward to as part of q104 one of them was yellowpalooza that's a huge event huge. everybody knows about it everybody loves it and um you know of course because and, and this is just a testament to i just feel like my my life like nothing it's funny that he would look at my Instagram and think everything's perfect. She's got a perfect life. I have so many stories to tell. My life has never been just easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's everything has been a, I've worked really hard for like every single thing along sure. the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like finally get this job of a lifetime mornings on Q104 dream yep. co-host. Like I'm so happy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we get hit with a pandemic. Oh. <laughs> Four months. Four months of the only morning think drive. about that. Oh, it was terrible. It was November of 2019 when we started the show, and it was four months later. And so you don't have a Yallapalooza that year. We didn't even have listeners. Think about it. The world shut oh. down. Oh, yeah. Because when we started, of course, as and this happens every time any radio station makes any change ever, but of course when we start, everyone's... You know, the texts are coming in. Oh, yeah. this isn't the same. It's not yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and, we're, and we were, you helped me be real, because that, that would kind of get me mad sometimes. Yeah. 
And uh, but you did a really good job, Jenny, of helping me realize that it was just like it's okay. They got like nobody likes change. I don't like change, so like that makes sense that oh, you wouldn't I like. I loathe me. change, so, so I totally get that. Yes, and she's like, we just got to do us, and you'll see. And, and people who don't like it will leave, and we'll new, new people who may not have listened before will arrive. And right. and sure enough, that's what's happened. Now well, it's been two and a half years. Because back to what again we talked about before when we were with you, Ronnie, is just authenticity. And I truly yeah. believe no matter what you're doing in life, if you do it from the heart and the soul, and and it's a passion and it's true, and it's that it, you can't go wrong yeah i just feel like dakota it, and i talk about that all the time you can't no. it's it's just meant to be in that way so so you don't have yallapalooza then in 2020 do you have one in 2021 or is no. the pandemic still so this is the first yallapalooza in like yes. two to three years yes three years wow is that not insane and, we, and honestly you gotta That's think insane. that and by the way we didn't even have concerts or, or events or yeah. anything i mean nothing and by the way the first yallapalooza that we were supposed to be able to go up on stage and introduce ourselves in front of everybody Morgan Wallen. It was supposed to be Morgan Wallen. Who got canceled twice. <laughs> once because of COVID and once because of words that us as white people cannot say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like how was, wild. I mean, it's just like there was just block after block after barrier after barrier. I mean, we just felt like, but the cool thing about it is that we got a heck of a lot of practice in well, that time. I was just going to say, I mean, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yep. It was. We really got to fine tune the show and uh, back to November of 19 real quick. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I love sharing the story, but November of 19, my like literally my entire life changed. Not only did Jenny and I start together, but we started. We were at that point we had been in the new studios. The new studios were two weeks old, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, and I bought a house. Yep. Oh, like, yeah. Like I I moved from an apartment into a house all within two weeks. <laughs> new show, new studio, new house. It was a whole new life. And then four months later, whatever. It's so crazy. What a time. Sorry, I just wanted to share that. No, I that think was, it's great. It's fascinating. It's cool to do a podcast where I don't have to do much of the talking. Yeah. I just let you guys do all the work. I just love there's uh, no time constraints. I'm right. like, we can just sit here all day. Yeah, heck yeah. Do we so, need to play a song? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can. Um, birthday bash. Is there any plans for that? That's always been a staple of the radio station. I think that's usually, I think that we've always celebrated the, the existence of Q104 in around the month of February. Um, is that something, and you can be honest if you don't know, but I mean, is that something that you see maybe coming back in the near future? There are plans that okay. I cannot tell you about. Okay. Uh, Q104, uh, country Q104, back when it started young country in 1993, yes. which yes. means 2023 is the 30-year birthday. Ah, I'm picking so, up what you're throwing down, so Kansas <laughs> and I like how it smells. Kansas City's new hit country, Q104, turning 30 this year. We uh. plan on celebrating appropriately. We cannot yet tell you how. See, now you just made me feel old because when I arrived to Q104, the very first show that we did, and I'm talking... This was like a week after I arrived. We were celebrating Q104's 10th anniversary. Oh my gosh. No, but doesn't life just <sighs> go so ridiculously fast? Honestly, yeah. the fact that we've been doing a show together for three years is crazy. I feel like we just, well, whatever, I'm almost, but you know what I mean? We just, we just, I feel like that we just started. It's, it feels, it still feels, it, and it still feels like, I still feel like we still have a lot to prove. I do too, but I'll tell you, like, I say it all the time, but like really he's become my, my best friend i mean we are truly the best of friends and yeah. i think that's why it it works she texted me this morning i know i did she texted me this morning at four forty-five a.m and jenny jokes she says <laughs> you're like my best girlfriend and I i'm do. like thank you like i feel <laughs> well because feel we, talk, we talk about all the things you know yeah. what i mean yeah so she texts me this morning four forty-five. she goes hey girl and, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what she asks what are you wearing where are you wearing 
What are you wearing for Ronnie's podcast today? <laughs> like, I did. Because see, like girl to girl, we would totally ask each sure. other that question. It's what women do. And, and your it, reply was? T-shirt, jeans, dudes. Okay. Shout I, out Hey Dude Shoes, by the way. There you go. I think I got an emoji on there too. You, you gave me an emoji, I, I think. think. You, you didn't? I think you did. Not a 445 in the I morning. I think you did. Now I'm going to go back and. Are you good on your time? Are you good on your time? Because we yeah. still got some things we need to I'm discuss fine. and yeah. we're coming up on 20 minutes from where we thought you were going to need to leave. So <laughs> coming up, as we promised, we're going to have some fun with Ronnie's radio. Rewind. Also, we're going to revisit a deep conversation the three of us had on their podcast a couple weeks ago. But coming up next, next, I want to ask Mike and Jenny about the state of country music and how it's evolving. The sound is evolving and has gained a lot of new listeners, but has also pushed away some longtime country music fans. That's all coming up next on the all new Papa Ron Podcast. Papa Ron Podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Heartland Waterfowl, airing now on Sportsman's Channel. Check heartlandwaterfowl.com for air times. The all-new Season 9 debuts in July on Sportsman's Channel. And don't forget about the new original series on the Heartland Waterfowl YouTube channel. Check it out, and don't doubt the scout. Now, back to the Papa Ron Podcast. Here's Ronnie Phillips. I'd like to invite everyone who might be listening to check out the home of the Papa Ron podcast at PapaRonRadio.com. There you'll find everything that is involved with this new venture of mine called PapaRonRadio.com. See, it's more than just a podcast. In this studio right here, and you might be watching on YouTube or Spotify, I'm doing voiceover work for a variety of needs, also doing some commercial production, imaging, copywriting, offering MC services, and radio station voice tracking, which... And I haven't even discussed this with you guys. There is an announcement coming in the very near future about oh. yours truly Ooh. hosting the all new Papa Ron radio show on a country radio station somewhere in Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to find out more about that in the near future. I can't say much more than that, but it's on the way at PapaRonRadio.com. All right. What so- town? Uh, we're going to talk about that later. It's going to find more on the way at paparonradio.com. Mike, <laughs> Mike and Jenny from the Q104 Morning Drive in Kansas City. Um, you know, one of the most popular things that I heard, and it's natural because Q104 is the, the top 40 of country music. It's new country, and it seems like every decade the music continues to evolve. And so you get that one listener who calls up, he's pissed off, and says, this ain't country music. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. Got yeah. a little bit of hick in that, that voice. Um but there's been never, there's never been any signs necessarily that country music is dying. Concert venues are always still packed. There's the, there's people who still enjoy the new sound of country music. So, what's your thoughts on the sound of country music today? You know, are you still hearing that pushback that I got twenty years ago? It's funny because growing up, my dad listened to Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson and George Jones and all the things, and I, be honest with you, I didn't love it. I mean, I was a kid and I liked Top Forty. Mm-hmm. And so when I got my first job on a country radio station, this was like 2001, two, somewhere in there. And um, it's the new country sound for sure. And I thought, oh, I'm going to hate this. Like, I don't like country music. I was always a person that didn't like country music. And I started on that station and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I love this stuff. I mean, it was Tim McGraw and Toby Keith and Keith Urban and Dirkus Bentley and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. I I like this a lot because it definitely had a more modern sound. Um, and so fast forward to being on Q104 now and the music that we play, I just think it keeps getting better. I mean, I, I'm here for it. I like it, mm-hmm. but I understand why my dad is a perfect example. He right. can't stand the music we sure. play. So I get it. 
everybody enjoys what they grew up with mm-hmm. more than anything else. I can equate this to, it's interesting that we get blasted for, us getting blasted for not playing Willie Nelson would be like Mix 93 getting blasted for not playing Sonny and Cher. Yes. Mm. Like there's, there's. Good, like, good example. It, Do you know why I know we're connected? I was thinking Cher in my head. Were you really? <laughs> so, yeah, I really was. That's really weird. That's like kind of creepy. It it's, is. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, we're, we're It's so out. weird. Yeah. Um, or I can take it outside of music. Um, okay, like my embarrassing admission, I love me some pro wrestling. Love it. Okay. But I grew up watching Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Oh, yeah. But somebody a little older than me would argue that Hulk Hogan is the best sure. wrestler of all time. And to me, that is blasphemy. Of course, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock are the uh-huh. best wrestlers of all time. Somebody a little younger than me is going to say that John Cena is the best okay. wrestler of all time. It's all about what you grew up with. Sure. And when I realized that, it it became like I understood why people would do yeah, that ain't. That ain't country. I'm like, no, it's just not the country you grew up with. Rascal Flats is the most one of the most successful duos. And of all And that time. was the band that I got the most feedback or most pushback on oh, when we were yeah. when Rascal Flats first came out. What the hell is this crap? You know. And then look how successful they got to be, and they yeah. sold out venues, huge venues. And and for us, and no, they're they're on a break right now. But FGL, FGL, and Bro yeah. Bro Country was was an awesome movement. The problem is, I think maybe a few too many people tried it who weren't good. Yeah. But, Man, FGL just put out some heaters, and you can not mm-hmm. like them all you want, but when you're selling out the T-Mobile Center in 30 minutes, that's that's successful and that's popular. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree with it or not, they're not. We're not going to stop. And look, here's the it. deal: if you don't like it, don't listen. Then if you don't, don't like listen. it, don't go to the concert. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's no one's making you. No, and I think there's a time and a place for everything. Why can't all of it exist? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we all have different tastes, and we're all different. And we've had great conversations with our boss about how um, we feel, and I think Nashville's starting to realize it too that it's almost gone it has gone a little too far pop like and 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 so we need to because there needs to be a balance there you need to have a little something for everybody which is why you're seeing artists like in the last five years you're seeing artists like chris stapleton Mm. cody johnson starting to really pick up more steam now and get more radio love because there needs to be a little mix and there there needs to be the right combination of some of the popular stuff the luke you know everything from luke bryan to luke combs right to luke combs is a great example yeah like two completely different sounds but when it I'm here for going from a Luke Bryan song into a Luke Bryan song or into a Luke Combs song because yeah. it's, it's all country. It's just sure. two different kinds of country. That's right. And see, now I'm, now I'm thinking about like hip hop too. What, what like that the, 90s hip hop is way better than the stuff they're putting out today. <laughs> you know, like, right, Dakota, I've been trying to tell you yeah. this. <laughs> um, another thing is when I, I noticed a lot of people would say, you know, you don't play nearly enough female country stars. And um, I hadn't really ever thought about it. I just think, you know, you play the good music. It doesn't really matter who sings it. Yeah. Um, and then I really got to, we talk about that a lot. I think if you put out a great song, I don't really care if you're male or female, just if it's a great song. But, you know, there was a time where they're just more males had, you know, just a better variety of songs to play at that particular time. I just, I, I don't know. I've Like you said, listen to it if you like it. Don't sure. listen to it if you don't. You know, there was an old, and this is completely off script. I didn't expect to have this conversation, but as you <laughs> said that, um, I remember back in the very, so, oh, 1998, seven, 97. So um, I'm working country music. I'm doing, this is like Manhattan, Kansas, doing nights in the programmer, was adamant and it wasn't just him i mean this this happened for the next few years and a few other radio stations that i went to after that it was like a staple rule of the station that you don't play two women artists back to back because they sounded so from so similar mm-hmm. to one another do you guys run into that today that i 
I don't know if that's still a rule. I think it is. And I and I realize if somebody's listening right now and they just heard you say that. Yeah, they they're, say, they're, what they the say, hell kind of sexism is this? You say, you say wow, how offensive. And, right. I, and I understand why you would react that way. Yeah. But the question that then needs to be asked is, well, why? Why is that a rule? Yeah. When I tell you it wasn't just a bunch of old guys at the table saying, well, we're not going to play no. two yeah, women right. in a row. Yeah. No, it's because their research has shown, and they put so much research into yeah. radio and songs and what songs play where, and the research has shown that when you play back-to-back females, like they, they lose ratings yeah. every single time. And well, like, I think you could also say, too, as far as sounding so similar, I mean, what if you played a Dan and Shay back to a, a Rascal Flats? It's the same sound, yeah. identical. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to even check myself and say, is that Dan and Jay or is that Rascal Flats? You know what I mean? So I think that goes either way as far as it just has to is sound Is that discussed though? Enough. Like, do you guys talk about that when you're going? I mean, I know you have somebody generating your music log before you go mm-hmm. in the studio, but you do as the morning show have the ability to move we, some stuff yeah, around. and we do. So do you see that, Mike? Because I know you typically run the board. When you see like a two women back to back or a Rascal Flats up against a, a Dan and Shay, are you saying, eh, let's, let's kind of... Are, are you really putting that much thought into it? No, um, because with our show, we really have to focus so much on the content that I don't really... I'll take... My only thing with music, and, and you and I agree on this, is we try to get as many of the slow songs out as That's possible. That's what I was just going to say. It's We're the, more about energy upbeat and energy. And, yeah. and, and it's not that... And, and, and our... We, I constantly go back and forth with Todd, with our boss Todd about this because I'm like it, it doesn't need to be in the morning show and he's like I understand but also country is a you know the slower songs are usually the biggest format. hit mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a I think he said something along those lines and I'm like I get it but it's 6:30 in the morning mm. we we were playing I, I should probably go to bed by Dan and Shay like, <laughs> no no you got to get up yes <laughs> and I'm like just let me get a different Dan let me get that all to myself yeah like, give me, just give right. me something a little, give me I can take the same artist but give me just give me something Some a little energy. more yeah. people are trying to have coffee not listen to the, and, and and get going not get sleepy yeah. I've got so much I want to talk about but I want to be so careful with your time are you yeah. good Jenny I'm good you're good you're oh, sure yeah, I'm fine all right so let's get on to the next thing then so much like we're talking about the evolution of country music there's the evolution of radio as a whole um, in my opinion, I feel like the digital space has really pushed traditional radio to a place where it's kind of, it, it, well, adapting is actually necessary in order for the business to remain profitable. Um, ha, can you tell me how that has impacted not only the, pro, the programming side, but the sales side and what significant changes, whether it be good and or bad, stand out the most to you guys in, in your time in doing radio and, 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 and just seeing that evolution? The one thing that I immediately thought of as you were speaking is with the conversation we just had with our boss, Todd, the other day, is just that people can get their music anywhere now right. in an instant. You want to hear something, you can go and you can get it. You can find it right away. It's mm-hmm. not, can I call the radio station, request it, and sit sure. there and listen and wait until they play it? So we know that. So I'm really thankful to work for the company that we do and for the program director that we do that allows us to focus on personality Mm-hmm. They, and he, they, they really, they really promote that. They because you can get the music anywhere, but to try to separate ourselves out. To mm-hmm. And that's something that's come full circle, I think, too, because there was a while where it was really like you know they're here number one for the music, number two for you, but number one for the music. And I feel like that has now kind of gone back the other way because of how many people, how many places you can get music now, and and now they really are are pushing us. And another thing, here's here's a big difference that I'll tell you about. Um, I bet you had this rule when you probably worked at Q104. When you cracked open the microphone, the first words out of your mouth had to be Q104. Yeah, it was Young Country Q104. Mm-hmm. Kansas one City's for- number one country music station. Not anymore. <laughs> Don't you dare do that anymore because now people's attention span are so short and they have so many avenues of entertainment that the, and we don't, 
I don't want to get into like diaries versus PPMs, but the way they measure ratings is different right. now to the point where, to where the new way they do it, you don't have to do that anymore because it doesn't matter. And so the first thing out of your mouth better be something attention grabbing. Jenny said, what last night? Is Mike going to get fired? Am I going to get fired for this? You need to say something. That first sentence has to be something that's immediately attention grabbing. Otherwise, you're more at risk of people wow. changing the station. Mm-hmm. That is so a really different. good point that I would never thought of. Yeah, because those meters, <clears throat> they are, they're basically telling, that it's, it's, it's basically uh, picking up what you're listening to. So you don't have to fill out a survey that says, well, when I listen to this morning show and I listen to this afternoon show, which then that's why it would be, have been so important back then to identify the station oh, yeah. in and out of every break. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Sta- the station so 10 with, years yeah. I've been out of, is that right? 10 years? Yeah, 10 years now that I've been out of radio and it's, I just now you've thought of that. It's totally different. And look, I have a deep appreciation as just a longtime radio goober. I mean, I was listening to Casey Kasem when I was a kid and having my own countdown in my bedroom with my microphone. Like Love I was it. this radio nerd from a very young age. Yeah. So I have an appreciation for like, um, <laughs> for that radio sound. I don't even know how to describe, you know, yeah. like the old school traditional radio. Yeah. I have a total appreciation for it, but it's funny because like we were just talking about Lydia, our afternoon gal who has never been in radio before mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't have been a thing a few years ago. You know, you, you had to have that experience and that market experience. This is a large market radio. Like you, you have to have a quite a resume built yeah. up, but I think what she is delivering is so authentic and so real and she's figuring it out as she goes mm-hmm. and there's something about that our people love her i mean they're because she just talks like everybody else does she's not a radio personality and, it, it and it's not like she's unknown she's been on you know oh, she, totally. she's done the the sports work we knew her yeah. from i knew her from my time with the kansas city mavericks hockey team because she would do the on-air stuff or the on tv on-screen stuff there she did on-screen stuff with the royals she works with the kc current now 100%. as well like so people know her from the community anybody who's ever been to a sporting event has probably seen you know, LT, that that big old uh, red head of hair, you know, just doing her thing. And, um, but she's so, what I guess my point just no, cause yeah. yeah, no disrespect to her resume. She's got quite a resume, but just she's not, she's not a, a yeah, technical but, radio <clears throat> goober like the rest Back of in us. the day, <laughs> in order to get to Kansas City or St. Louis or any large market, you had to work up the ranks, right? Yes. You had to put in your time. You weren't even considered, you know, you just, you had to put in your time. She fortunately didn't have to do that, but it's a completely different area excuse me, era. And I think where this ultimately comes down to is what's the substance? Mm-hmm. What is the substance? It's like all these people who are doing TikToks or YouTubes or stuff, you know, like what, what's their background? Did they get a degree in social media? Did they get a degree in radio or television? No, but they figured out how to be authentic enough to where their content resonates with those who, who see their content. Look at TV, reality TV yeah. became the way. I think that's kind of cool actually about our society that we've gotten to be where we want. I think people want real isn't it crazy that like the number one, you, the number one thing kids want to do when they grow up? Like, what do you want to be when you grow a up? YouTuber. YouTube, YouTube star. I know my daughter's already started that, and I'm oh, like, nice. does she does she watch any regular TV? Because my kids nope. don't. It's only YouTube <sighs> nope. or something on. Actually, my iPad. entire house doesn't watch TV except for me. You guys saw the the, the sports book that I put together, and and that's yeah, mainly for watching sports. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, sports is the only thing keeping regular television alive. It has to be. There's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that I mean, is reality TV still doing well? Court TV. All right. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, I. No. Okay. So, go to break. I know I have to. I'm going to. I want this to be quick, but I've seen on social media and you know, Jenny, I love you to death. But you're infatuated with this Johnny Depp thing, aren't I'm you? I'm obsessed with it. Okay. 
I can't go there. I can't go. And I'm no disrespect to you for going there, but I just don't understand why they're publicizing this. When you got the Maxwell woman who was in a you know, human trafficking court case, you know, and they don't disclose any of the details of, you know, the people that were involved in that. Oh. But I mean, believe me, I'm on your side on that. But here's what you have to know about me. I'm a super nerd. So, yeah, this Johnny Depp trial that everybody's jumped on board. That's cool. Mike knows. I watch trials. I've been watching trials for years. I okay. watch trials of like people doing terrible things in Iowa. Like I'll, I watch the no name Got criminals. It. You know what I'm saying? Sure. This just happens to be high profile. The no. scariest thing Jenny Matthews ever said to me. <laughs> scariest? Yeah. Okay. Scariest thing she ever said to me. She's like, she's like, my favorite Dateline episodes <laughs> are like the spousal murders. You know, like where the husband Jennifer kills the wife. Matthews. She's like, she's like, it's always the husband or it's always the wife. It always, and, and like, I know it and they do this whole hour and I'm like, it was the spouse. I do enjoy a good spousal murder. Like, she definitely lie. played Clue as a kid. <laughs> yep. It was Colonel Mustard with the candlestick. In the study. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. I know you guys are on a timeline, so I want to keep this going because. Oh, Ronnie, I'm happy to come back and talk true crime if you'd like to okay. have well, yeah. true crime podcast. On the next Papa Ron podcast. You'll get, you'll get four hours of the snake wrangler trial in Herman, Missouri. <laughs> I know because I heard about it. I didn't make that up. <laughs> All right, coming up after the break, uh, Ronnie's Radio Rewind is coming Woo-hoo. back. Oh. And we're going to have, we, I mean, listen, Jenny, pick up your. Oh, yeah. oh boy, here we go. This right here, and you were only going to know if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, but this is stacks and stacks of years <laughs> of radio experience at different radio stations across the country. And we're not going to be able to go through all of those, but we're going to just randomly pick out some cassette tapes and have some fun revisiting uh, some of those old radio stations that we used to work at. I'm sure it'll be fun and funny, and we'll have, I don't know, it'll probably inspire a few stories as well. Whoops, wrong, there we go. Everybody also, later up. in the show, we're going to revisit the conversation that I had with Mike and Jenny on the Morning After podcast a couple weeks ago. We sort of accidentally got into a deep conversation about some life experiences that actually altered our life and how it had inspired us to be vulnerable, open up, and all of that in effort to normalize the topic and help others. So hang tight. All that's coming up on the Papa Ron Podcast. The Papa Ron Podcast is brought to you by Dumar Solutions. Dumar Solutions, offering affordable chemical and PPE solutions for any industry. Automotive, industrial, manufacturing, concrete, and asphalt construction. Also offering kitchen cleaners, corrosion control, and specialty coatings. Detergents, cleaners, and degreasers, laundry care, floor care, odor control, personal hygiene, and much more. Do more with Dumar. Inquire with any of your needs at Dumar Solutions. That's D-O-M-A-R-E solutions.com. Now, back to the Papa Ron Podcast. Here's Ronnie Phillips. All right, coming up next week on the show, talking sports is long overdue on this podcast, and we're going to discuss college and professional football with my longtime friend and former wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mark Bowrichter. Wow. That's right. Lots of changes to many different teams in the NFL and some significant changes to college football with the implementation of NIL, name, image, likeness. So Mark will join me in studio to discuss those topics and so much more next week on the Papa Ron Podcast. All right, let's do this. Here we go. 
Sean podcast. It's time for Ronnie's Radio Rewind. Radio Rewind. All right, what are we getting into, Jenny? Do I we don't know? know what this is. I literally have a bucket of unmarked cassette tapes. This is a cassette tape. I it's not marked. No we don't know. It's it's terrified. one of what? It's, it's one of two or three different radio stations. Um, I was on one, two, three, three prior to mix. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea what. All this right, is. we're just gonna like we, we're not even oh at the beginning God. of this cassette. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm getting into. I don't either. It may not even be an air check. It might have been. It could be a blank tape for all we know. It could be. All right. We're going to hit play and see what happens. Oh, God. Here, I showed my girlfriend. I don't care. That makes a difference. Like I said, when my wife had it done, she had to show a few people, too. I had to show all my girlfriends. Yeah, well, Clint, I didn't specify girlfriends or boyfriends, did I? I just said she'd be flashing. That guy has a great voice. $5 is right in the morning. I intend to collect on this one, I misinterpret. I thought you meant flash guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, misinterpret doesn't count in something like this. All right, whatever. Cough up the cash. By By the way, Clint, how are your wife's? Uh, they're wonderful. Good. Thanks for calling. No problem. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Wasn't it yesterday when we were talking about a guy that stripped down to his boxer shorts and climbed in the gorilla cage? Yeah. Maybe that's why the guy at the Kent, Connecticut gasoline station was pumping in the nude yesterday. No. <laughs> what? This is Murphy in the morning. In, all you want to do is fill up your tank and get right. moving. And there stands John Presty next to his SUV with his hose in his hand. <laughs> Completely so naked. He told police, quote, I thought it was a good thing to do considering the warm weather. Oh, yeah. It's always a good thing to walk around nude. Hey, it's hot in, in Florida year-round. We try to keep our clothes on around Let's here. find another anyway, one. What? You want to find a different one? Let's find another one. I don't even know. Okay. So, so that, first of all, yeah, how long ago was that? And what oh you said gosh. Murphy in the Morning. What radio station was that? So that was on Mix 106.3. And he, actually, he's a big name in Chicago. And then, but he's, he was in West Palm Beach for a long time. And then he was in Chicago. And, um. They, I don't know. They got him back down there for he, a little while. He sounded like he was your grandpa. Yeah. So to hear him talking about oh, no. your boobs flashing was kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, he, and he was much, much older. What, what, a, what a voice, though. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like yeah. that radio Great, voice? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just grateful for the opportunity. I was just his little sidekick. What year would that have been? Because I heard a lot of... Like, How old were you then? Oh, my God. You sound exactly the same, I think. I, I think so, 100%. didn't you? Are you 100%. serious? Yeah, you sound the same. for sure. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I was probably, I don't know. I was like probably, that was probably 99. Wow. I was born in 75. You're older <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, I'm I know, 47. Right? I, I was, yes, I'm 47. I'm 75 also. I'm, what, what year did I'm born you in 75. 94. 93. Wow, you're I'm older. Old. Yes, that never happens. <laughs> The Mama Jenny <laughs> Papa yeah. uh, podcast is where you're going to have to start there. That's how I got my name for being an old guy. All right. I don't know, Ronnie, but... I, I don't know what this I, is either. You know how damn happy I am right now to find out I'm not the oldest person in the room? That never happens to me. Yeah. Ever. Pro- problem is Jenny's been using a lot of that aesthetic hair product and you have not, <laughs> Yeah, Her forehead does not move. Yeah, I'm politically challenged. I don't know what you're going to listen to here. All I right. don't know. I think that CD we should... We should you should we'll, we'll dive in the CD. I'll have to uh, do, do some... Some chord changes here. I'm going to hit play here real quick. And we'll see what this is. Okay. So far, it's a blank tape. Yeah, terrible blank so far, tape. Jenny. Yeah, it's terrible. Dead air is not good for yeah. radio. We'll try to figure out the, the CD because that would be that would be the other morning show that I was on, which was well. And the CD's nice and labeled. It has tracks. Yeah. All right. Flip through it a little easier. All right. Well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to because it's right here, yeah. and, and we've already got it tapped into mm-hmm. the the tape deck. This is a radio station. I'm thinking two year 2000, right at 2000, Stevens Point, Wisconsin a radio station called WTE, which is a station that I landed at um, right after I got fired from the the competing radio station, WDEZ. And so I was young and hot and, you know, hot like angry. And in spite 
I wanted to go over there and kick the other radio station's ass. As one does. And the reason I got fired, because I was like, I think we were talking about another guy that you guys used to work with that was very um, transparent oh, yeah. and maybe just kind of pushed the limit a little bit too far. That was me back in my younger days. I was trying to bring blue radio and just energy, but yet kind of taking it to the edge. And at that time, in that market, in that community, it just wasn't well received. But I was going to go take this kind of energy to the other radio station across town. Revolutionizing nighttime radio. Ronnie Phillips with the all-night party on today's club. Today's best country. WYTE is plugged in to the best new country. That's right. Today's best country. You've got it right here. This is a brand new one. Check it out. Oh, Trace Adkins back in the in the country music scene. It's a new one called Don't Lie. From today's best country, Y96.7 WYTE. Let's go. Okay, there's, there's a feature coming up, though, that is... I was a screamer. I was such a screamer and a puker. She thinks my tractor is sexy. <laughs> That's Kenny Chesney. Uh, yeah, that would have been around 2000. It's going on all the way up until midnight tonight. We're all having ourselves a good time. That's what I'm talking about. Radio Road Rangers on the air. Hang on. We got our winner coming up just a little bit after Mary Chapin Carpenter. Saturday night. Oh, oh, I bitch slapped those posts, baby. <laughs> That's a good post. 96.7 WYAT. Mary Chapin Carpenter's called down at the Twisty Shout. Ronnie Phillips in the all night party. Who's such a screamer? Oh, for sure. I was single. Absolutely free for you. Pound nine six seven. Radio Road Rage. That is what we're playing. Your chance to win some subs, some free music. Uh huh. Some grubbage and some free music. Lone Star. They got a new um, CD out. It's called Lonely Grill. How ironic is that? It's Lone Star's Lonely Grill. We're giving away. Yeah. But you're tasty to me. It is. It's very tasty. So be a part of it. Let's play Radio Road Rage. Tight board work, though. That board work's on point. All right. Probably go to jail for this. What's your name? Melissa. Okay, Melissa, you're at the light, right? Yeah, so much. Okay, now is the light red? No, it's green. Okay, well, we'll slow down so slow down so it'll be red when you get there. Okay, well, I'm just going to stop. Okay. Okay, I'm stopping. It's still green. I'm stopping. I'm just stopping. All right, we'll see if anybody honks. There's somebody behind If somebody honks, they win. No, but there's... Yeah. Major traffic accident. She doesn't jogging. understand that she won, so she's still she's trying to get more honks out of him. Oh, he didn't honk at me. You what? He didn't honk at me. Here comes another one. Oh, there I just told she her she won. Did. Yeah, she already won. Melissa. Melissa. Melissa? Yeah. You won. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You got your lunch. You got a couple subs from Subway, and you got yourself a new CD from Lone Star, okay? Oh, thank you. Oh, she's so excited about free food. Dude. But, like, I miss that kind of radio. But I tell you what. There's, All right, I'm going to stop that. I miss that. I miss that. I like Pe- that. People will do anything for a prize. Like, think about it. She just literally caused a traffic jam for, for sub. two <laughs> Subway sandwiches and a CD. Hey, it was a Lone Star CD you know, called Lonely Girl. Amazed. The single Amazed was on that CD. My I favorite. Mr. Mom was on that one, too. Yeah. My favorite was when we would go out to events and we would have, like, the bucket of CDs that, like, the songs that never were. I mean, the songs that never even made it to the radio. And people would practically give a limb to get a free CD of a song they probably never heard. It's great. Okay, so we got 
six different tracks here. There was something on here that, that kind of... Four and five, I think. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, 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 oops, I voted again. Uh, oops, I voted again. I think everyone here will enjoy. Um, this was back when the uh, I lived in South Florida during the voting debacle for whatever election Oh, yeah, that was. was Al Gore and uh, George, but- George W. I think yeah. you'll enjoy this parody the, I put Y2K, together. That was the Hanging Chad incident, yeah. right? And if we all know Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. Sure, I think course. we'll all understand the reference okay. here. All right, yeah. let's see. I'm so excited for this. This is quality. All right, here we go. Let's see if this works. <laughs> Hopefully, I plugged everything correctly. 22 years ago. Very funny. Uh, I can you hear my sarcasm. Why is it a plan? I must oh, not I have hooked it up. Oh, uh, I didn't hook it up right. Sorry. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, you Sorry. take your time. This, this is worth is, the uh, wait. <laughs> don't worry. You've got a couple of professionals helping you out here, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, coming up tomorrow uh, on the morning <laughs> drive with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is this yeah, you singing? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. I think I voted again. You can't vote for two men. I think I did this wrong. It's crazy. Bush, Buchanan, and Gore. That guy, Ralph Nader. And I think there's one more. But this ballad is so sad. Oh, you even like multiple tracks on each other. Good harmony. Oops, I voted again. It's catchy, right? I love it. There's another one on there, I believe. Temptation Island or some such thing. Oh my gosh, that was great. Listen. If this does not make the Q104 morning drive, mm. uh huh, that, okay. that is classic radio, Jenny. The other one, Temptation. Right, Do you remember five. the show? It was like Temptation Island. Do you remember that? Tempt- it was like sure. some reality yeah, show. yeah, yeah. But this one's called bit Tem- of that one too. Tem- okay, so Temptation this is Trailer Park. I think we called it. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> that was excellent, by the way. Thank you. That's so creative, Thank honestly. Like, I really was, appreciate that. It was really creative. Thank you. Here we go. Hilarious. Okay. I think. Live from Big Holler, Kentucky, it's Temptation Trailer Park with your host, Jimmy Joe, John Boy Halbert. (laughs) Welcome to episode number three of Temptation Trailer Park. Now, we all know how the game works. If our contestant, TJ, the John Deere salesman from Rooster Poop, Kentucky, can date the women in the Wagon Wheel Mobile Home Park without getting one knocked up, he wins a 1985 Ford F-150 pickup truck. That is all mine. Yeah. Last week, TJ's wife, Erlene, caught him in the tool shed with his cousin, Winona. Oh, my God. TJ Harder. what's going on in there. Well, Jimmy Joe, it ain't what you think it was. Uh, <laughs> see, I was simply trying to help Winona push her riding mower back into her tool shed. Of course. <laughs> of course. No, you were trying to get a taste of my sweet potato pie. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yes, yes. But you think I didn't notice when you tried to get a peek at my hooters? <laughs> <laughs> TJ, can't you keep it in your pants for six weeks? What? Don't you know how much six we need weeks. that new truck? I mean, that El Camino ain't gonna last forever, you know? <laughs> Arlene, Arlene, you know I wouldn't stray from you. That is it. I 
can't go on like this. I'm moving back in with Mama. Ex- excuse me, Arlene. Don't y'all already live with your Mama? <laughs> your own freaking business, Jimmy Joe. Arlene, Arlene, if I could just say something here, Arlene. In the words of the great Billy Ray Cyrus, don't break my heart. Oh, no. Oh. Break your heart, of course. Achy, breaky heart. Oh, my gosh. What will happen if Erlene moves out of the trailer park? <laughs> will TJ get his groove on with Winona? Will the entire Wagon Wheel mobile home community be demolished <laughs> to make room for a new super Walmart? Oh, this is great. Find out next week, y'all. <sighs> Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Temptation Trailer Park. Don't tell my heart. Oh, my yes. Heart. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that, listen, those people need to start a podcast. Sorry about that. Boy. Was that you doing yeah. the voice acting on that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh I can my gosh. Yeah, you could tell that was you, her. Did you not? I thought so, but I wanted to make sure because you are definitely not getting the most out of Jenny Matthews on this morning <laughs> show. You could be pushing yeah. the limit a lot more. So much She's more. got so much more voice actor <laughs> of act, acting going on in that voice. All I hear are stories about her damn kids. Right. I know, right? You got me at the wrong <laughs> time. In the, oh, that brings back some fun memories. Oh, God. Some fun, fun. The, the fact that I'm you gonna shared, give that to you, mm. so you can hold on to that. The fact that you shared that on the Papa Ron podcast before you share that on our own <laughs> podcast is a little disrespectful. I, I mean, we've got this bucket here. I really do need to take some time and go. You through. do. There's probably I mean, some, there, some. You'd say with you, you have a bucket equally. Geez, hey, can, geez, can, full. can we share the story of why you will not hear? An, yeah, an let's, let's talk about that because people are going to ask why didn't Mike share his stuff because he's too proud. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. Go ahead. Tell us why. Uh, It's because, unlike these two uh, retirement home specialists here, (laughs) uh, my radio career did not start till 2006. And by 2006, there was no need to record everything onto a cassette or a CD anymore. You you get clips of your show afterwards, and you could put it all together in a nice, and you just email it. So I've... All, all my stuff was emailed. I never had to save physical copies of anything, and because mm-hmm. of that, but I, I regret it now. Like I do remember, but you don't have a computer where all your, you got all those air. None of that stuff. You no. got no memories, no, no. memories. So how much fun are Jenny and I having going yeah. back to these memories? Oh, don't get me wrong. I am feeling so left out right now, and I'm devastated <laughs> because I do remember there was one time I recorded onto a cassette tape, and that was literally at radio school in St. Louis at Rocket. Oh, yeah. They gave us like a newscast to record, and. Because we were recording this newscast, it was like, I don't know, but you had to record news and then you had to do a sports report uh-huh. and things like that. And then eventually you would, you would, you would move up and eventually you'd go into a, a makeshift. I mean, it was a real studio, but it just, it only recorded to a cassette tape. And I, yeah, those cassette tapes, they might be at my mom's house. I don't know. You're having so much fun with us. I feel like you'll invite us back. And I, if I do, look, I'll, I'll, we've got so much content to go through oh with God. all of these cassettes. We, you guys have to come back and we got to do, I'm, you know what? I feel, I felt a little weird when I started this podcast and I did uh, Ronnie's radio rewind because I felt like it was a little bit self-serving, but it's my podcast. I can do you whatever can do what the hell I want. want right. And it's you. just fun. Even the stuff like you, like I sounded pukey on that. You know, I was puking. I was talking real fast. I was screaming all the time. So I can look back on it now and, and kind of make fun of it. Oh no. And it's a little mortifying. Like I, I probably cringe if I listen back to some, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. things, but, but it's all the growth process and I'm sure. proud of how far I come. You should be how, proud of how far you've come as well. It's, it's been, it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. All right. So here's what we're going to do because we could do Ronnie's radio rewind forever. We'll make sure you guys come back and we'll revisit some of those old days. But after the break, Mike, Jenny and I are going to revisit a heartfelt conversation that took place on their podcast a couple of weeks ago. 
And mental health is an important topic in today's society and just as important to Jenny and I after experiencing some difficult dark times. We're going to discuss what happened to us, how we're fighting the demons, and our mission to share our story in effort to help others. It's up next on the all-new Papa Ron Podcast. You're listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Keep up to date on new podcasts, new discussion topics, and future casts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Search Papa Ron Podcast and be sure to like and leave a comment. Now, back to the show. Here again is your host, Ronnie Phillips. Yeah! The Heartland premiere is coming up at Stony Creek Hotel and Conference Center Saturday, June 4th. The first 200 people in the door are going to receive a 20-ounce laser-engraved Heartland Premier Yeti travel mug. And the first 500 people in the door will have a chance to win a $250 gift card to Bass Pro Shops and Independence. Many cool and expensive items will be raffled off from Heartland Bowhunter and Heartland Waterfowl sponsors, and everyone will get to view one new episode from HB and HW before it hits the network TV. Doors open at 6.30. Be sure to get there early. Get your spot in line. The Heartland premieres Saturday, June 4th, Stony Creek Hotel and Conference Center in Independence, Missouri. All right, back with Jen, um, Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews, Morning Drive on Q104. Uh, also the host of your very own podcast called Morning After, a really cool podcast. I encourage anyone who's listening to this to go over, uh, listen to their podcast, subscribe, check it out. Uh, you're going to love it. Uh, it was on that podcast a couple of weeks ago that... Um, you two had no idea what you were getting into when you asked me about my podcast. Uh, that, that, that was wild. Uh, the Morning After with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. I, it's important. There's like 10,000 podcasts named The Morning After. So if, it, if, you, if you don't find it, it's The Morning After with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. That's right. Also, a quick heads up. Jenny got the text from her husband that she's good on. You're good on time, right? Yeah, oh, we're we're going to keep it real here. This is going to be a four-hour podcast with yeah. a bunch of <laughs> Ronnie's Radio Rewind. I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, I had to, I just had to make sure my kids were getting picked up. Yeah, school. yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Um, yeah, no, we, we had quite a conversation because as I saw you were promoting that you had a podcast coming out right. and then you had put a little teaser up and in the mm-hmm. teaser, you had mentioned something about, it alluded health to issues. health issues. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my or a gosh. Health scare. A health scare. Yes. And I was really, truly terrified for you. I thought, mm-hmm. what in the world? And because mom life, I hadn't had a chance to actually listen to the episode of your podcast yet. And mm-hmm. so you came in to the studio to be on our podcast. And I got to ask you for the first time what that was about. You, you blew me away because I just wasn't expecting what you said and what you brought up was your mental health. Right. Well, in episode one of the Papa Ron podcast, I share my story with the uh, depression and anxiety and how two years of internalizing those dark emotions and, and it, how it took a physical toll on my body and my health. Uh, and then later challenging me to open up to friends uh, about my struggle and later inspiring me to launch this podcast, much of which was thanks to uh, Dakota, which you'll hear about all of that in episode one. So if you have not had a chance to listen to it, I encourage you to go back, check it out, because as it turned out, and I didn't really anticipate this, it turned out to be really powerful and helpful to many. So I shared my story on the Morning After podcast and quickly learned that, Jenny, you were also... Uh, having having suffered with some of the same symptoms for many years. So with that said, I'm just going to ask you to kind of pull back the, the curtain and kind of tell your story much like I did on your podcast. Yeah. So um, I was living in South Florida doing amazing radio down there. As we've clearly heard. <laughs> you were. It was great. <laughs> um, no, but I was in a very bad relationship, toxic on many levels. There was a level of abuse there. It was not great. And I was, um, I felt really trapped in it. So I kind of had that going on in the way of my personal life. Professionally, I had gone to broadcasting school. I was getting started with my radio career. I was kind of finding myself and really proud and really felt like I found my calling. 
um, at the same time making zero money in radio because that's kind of how you start in the business. And so I had to work a day job at the same time. So I was basically going into an office and doing office administrative work from like eight to four. And then I was going home and I was eating very quickly and changing clothes and then going in and doing a live seven to midnight radio show, waking up and doing it all over again, all the while having this toxic relationship at home as well. So I was just dealing with a lot and it was a lot of chaos and it was too, I had zero time for, for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had my first panic attack Mm. and I was driving, um, when it happened and I had never experienced anything like that in my life. Okay. Hold up just a second. So this would have been like 2002, 2003. No, this would have been like 99, somewhere in there. Wow. There. Okay. Yeah. So long time ago. Long time ago. And um, but I remember it like it was yesterday because no one will forget their first and hopefully only panic attack. Mm. I know you know because you've yes. just experienced mm-hmm. it. Um, but I did. I felt like I felt like I was having a heart attack. Um, I couldn't breathe. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was dizzy. I mean, it was every physical symptom, you, uh, nauseous, like all of it, all yeah. at once. And I thought, what in the world is happening to me? I have to get off, out of my car. I have to pull over. I can't. I'm gonna wreck this car. Sure. And I remember I was close enough to my day job, to my office at that point. So I went into the office and I remember laying down in a cubicle. It wasn't even my cubicle. And I was laying down and um, just trying to catch my breath and trying to feel better and just terrified. You know, am Mm -hmm. I dying? Long story short, I went to a doctor multiple times. I mean, this, I went to the emergency room, I went to this doctor. I mean, I, I, I was just sure that I was dying because Mm -hmm. after that panic attack, I kept having them and I kept feeling terrible every day. Sure. Um, he was amazing. He put me through every heart test under the sun. He, I think, how old are you at this time? Gosh, so you I'm said young, 99. Young 20s, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 24 from doing the math. Yeah. Right. I was young. And, um, and he put me through every heart test and you know, everything was coming back beautiful. He's like, you're, you're fine. And I, I think he honestly knew from the jump that it was anxiety, but I think he knew he had to prove it to me that it was, sure. that it was. So he put me through all the tests. Everything was fine. Um, he did treat me at that time with Xanax, which I hate that that drug gets a bad name because mm. the fact of the matter is it, people with anxiety, um, it's a rescue drug and it does help tremendously. So I remember I, first I sat and stared at the, I stared at it for days and I was like, I'm not taking that. There is no way I'm taking, I had anxiety over taking the anxiety medication. I mean, it was terrible. And then I remember the day I finally took like a half of one of the pills and immediately it, it did what it did its job. It calmed my insides. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is what it it reminded me how to breathe again. It reminded me what it was like to not have heart palpitations. And, um, I barely had still in the relationship at that time, still in the relationship at that time, but knowing like, you know, you know yourself and you know, your gut doesn't lie to you. And I knew something had to give, I couldn't work all this much. It was just too much. Um, I had to get out of this relationship. It was just something had to give. And so, you know, it took a little time and a little courage and it took Mm -hmm. me feeling better, you know, getting some help with the anxiety to be able to do that. But eventually I did leave that, that guy. And I swear, like five minutes later, I met my husband who like dropped from the sky, like an angel. Mm. I mean, I feel like the luckiest woman in the world. I mean, he truly is, is so good. good He's a good dude. And he, and he's just everything to me. And I, I am so appreciative for what we have. And I think it's because I saw what was awful, you know? Um, yeah. And then the rate, my radio career just started to flourish. He was from Kansas city. We met in South Florida, but from Kansas. Oh, city. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. you met when you got to mix. No. So we I met thought the Florida. story was that he actually called you 
uh, or listen to you on the air, but it was in Florida. It wasn't in, it wasn't in Kansas city. Okay. Yeah. He was a listener. I was on a morning country station at that time. And he, he He said he was going to marry you or something or date you or something. He he sent me an email and it said single or attached. That is all it said. (laughs) And I, which does not surprise if you know, Jenny's husband, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me. He's good looking dude. He's a good looking dude, but the guy knows what he wants and he's going to get it. Well, he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He did. Because I wrote back very single. Because I don't know, I was feeling spicy, whatever. Sure. Had and no idea what he looked like. I had no idea. And you know, not for nothing, but he could have had no teeth. Like, I don't know. And we met for dinner. And I mean, I swear the rest was history. It was truly meant to be. People don't believe in soulmates. I do. I mean, I really well, the do. The fact that you ended up in Kansas City at Mix and he was from Kansas City and he, you guys met well, on, that's the crazy yeah, part to me. Well, so he, so I knew we'd end up in Kansas City at some point. Because oh, from, from day one, oh. he told me, well, he told me, he said, I love Kansas City. I'd like to get back there at some point. Okay. I okay. wasn't that attached to Florida. Gotcha. So yeah. Kansas City so, owes yeah. Matthew a giant thank you. For that's bringing, right, Kansas City. Give it up. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew Matthews. Thank you. No, but it changed my life. He changed my life in every sense of the word because not only was I now and still I'm in a 20 years in June we'll celebrate 20 years together which Congratulations. is crazy ah, that is so cool and um yes and then uh to have the two kids that mm-hmm. we have and um the job I mean I've never been so happy in radio in my life I truly feel blessed now don't get me wrong there's a it's a whole nother mm-hmm. podcast but there's a million reasons along sure. the way why things were uh, I've gone through some seriously crazy traumatic things um but my anxiety back to that was just the one thing that um, would come and go. Like I, sometimes I, w- I would go through periods, years and I would be okay. Mm-hmm. And then boom. And sometimes n- without even a, a reason, it would just, it would creep up and, and I would go through just bouts of it where I was just. So were you only on the medication? Cause you got the medication in 99 ish, right? So that was the Xanax, which I mm-hmm. literally, it was, it got to where I never even took it. I just had to have it in my purse sort of as a mental, like, okay, I know it's here if I need it okay. sort of thing. Okay. Um, but I've always thought that there was just something chemically not, not right that, you know, why do I have this anxiety? Even when it's not, I have no reason to be anxious at some points. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so after years and years of struggling with whether to take something or not, and Mike's been a part of this journey with me (laughs) this past fall, um, I, I was at a low with my anxiety. I And I, and now I know too, it was depression. I, I don't think I wanted to admit that I had depression because I think when people talk about depression, you you see someone that can't literally can't get out of bed, um, you know, with the dark circles and just, you know, we all have kind of that image of what- There's a stigma. It could be a variety of different things, but you- Totally, yeah, yeah. and you're right, there's a stigma. And I thought, well, that's not me, you know? And then I thought, I'm happy and I am happy, but- there, you can also be, quote, happy and have depression right. and have anxiety. Anyway, so I hit kind of a low with it, and I thought, I need to do something. I can't live like this anymore. Went to my doctor, ended up getting a prescription for Prozac, which I happily take every day, 20 milligrams. It is absolutely changed my life. And Mike knows this because he was with me through the whole process. <laughs> my favorite story is that it, is I've flown with you twice. And the first time you were not on Prozac and the second time you were. And like when I tell you I got these nail marks in my arm from just flying to Nashville, the landing process. But then we flew to Vegas months later when she was on the Prozac and she slept throughout the entire state of Utah. I'm like, wow, wow, what a difference. I feel like a different person. And I know medication is not for everybody. I'm not a person that's out here just promoting taking medication. Mm -hmm. But I will say that you got to figure out the underlying factors. You've got to do the internal work and figure mm-hmm. out the trigger and, and try to figure, you know, get all that stuff figured out. Yeah. But I do believe for me I, with everything in me that there's a chemical imbalance that, that this drug is able to level out for me to make me feel right 
all the time. Mm -hmm. So for me, right. it was a... Did you have any issues with internalizing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a really tra a traumatic childhood in, in a lot of ways. My parents were divorced when I was young. And I mean, there was just a lot. They hated each other. They were yeah. terrible to each other. And um, I don't know. I mean, I could go... I'm telling you, I could be here all day. Sure. But, no, I understand. I guess where I'm going with this is that mm -hmm. while I, I know that you are... Prozac Jenny, you wear that proudly. And I'm, and I'm the, and I got on a medication as well. But the thing that saved me, I feel like when I got over the shame and the guilt and the fear mm -hmm. of actually opening up and talking about it, I just felt like if I tell anybody about this and if this gets oh, to be yeah. public, my life is destroyed. I will be looked like as a, as a nutcase. I'll be looked like as a phony, you know, no one will ever take me seriously. I'll never be able to sell anything to anybody again because they don't want to be associated yeah. to this nut job. You know, like oh, I, that I totally was all that. these crazy emotions, but the thing, and naturally that was the, the worst way to think, but it wasn't until I got over the fear of talking about it. And I opened up to Dakota and Matthew Blades and a few others, my next door neighbors. Us. Um, and you guys, absolutely. Yeah. Like this podcast is the whole, the, was the challenge me to be more open in hopes mm -hmm. to get me, it's like medicine for me to, to feel comfortable talking about it. And then if it helps somebody else along the way, then great. So my question again, not, not to make this about me, but you know, did you, how long did you battle with the internalizing? Because that is ultimately what drove me to the panic attacks and the itching attacks and the fatigue and the just the irritability and the sadness and the thoughts of suicide. Yeah, no, I get all that. You know, when I had that first panic attack when I was driving years and years ago, it was super scary because I didn't know. Now anxiety is a word that we use pretty freely in our society. You mm -hmm. hear it a lot. It, nobody talked about that. I didn't, I didn't really know what that was. To me, anxiety was like, oh, I'm going to take a test. I'm a little nervous about taking the test. Right. I'm a little anxious. Mm -hmm. No, um, I just had no idea. There's so much more to it. Um, mental illness. Like when you just say mental illness, I mean, I didn't want to be in that category. Yeah. I, I think, and I know what you're saying. You don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. Um, I would say within the last few years, I just started opening up to more and more people about it. I started opening up after I went through an infertility struggle about mm. that, because that was another thing. Like I never heard people talking about that. And I felt so alone in that struggle. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, I started, I'm probably, I know I'm an oversharer. I mean, I like, <laughs> I'm like yes, shaking his is. head. No, I mean, but I think, I think people like it. I like it because I feel less alone. Yeah. Other people like it because they feel less alone. When I started sharing about my whole Prozac journey and just my mental health journey, I, I can't tell you. I, I'm sure you're experiencing sure. it. The people that are reaching out, coming from the woodwork, reaching out, just saying, you have no idea, you do not know me, but you have to know that you have helped me. And, yeah. and that's what, I believe that's what life is all about. Yeah. That was, yeah, you're with 100% spot on with that. It blew me away, the amount of feedback that I got on that, and I wasn't anticipating that. I don't want to leave Mike out on this because you did bring up infertility. Um, you know, you haven't, you haven't had to deal, Mike. You haven't had to deal with the depression side, thankfully. I hope that you never do. Um, but you, you did have a connection with Jenny because she did kind of have that same infertility issue, and then you and your wife kind of went through that. So kind of talk about, you know, because although it's not depression and it's not the anxiety, it's not really in the same realm of thing, but it does kind of still fit within the same foundation of how important it is to have a network or a circle of people that you can count on to open up and share that frustration. And because if you internalize it, it will over time destroy you inside. My wife and I would have been lost without Jenny because we, uh, we're, uh, we're five months pregnant now, by the way. Yeah. Baby girl, yes. we're here in September. Congratulations. Oh, oh, hang on. Crowd, please. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 
They're so happy for you. They're uh, standing up. Oh, standing applause. Look at there. Wow. Thank okay. You. That's beautiful. Uh, it's a baby girl. Her name is going to be revealed in September. Uh, I say that just to tease Jenny because it's just Katie and I. We're the only ones who know Dakota, are you getting a drink? Give me a water, please. Thank you so. I'm good. We're Thank good. you. Um, so, baby girl going to be here in September. But, yeah, we... Um, and our miscarriage journey, and Jenny always rolls her eyes at me at this, but our miscarriage, our, our, our um, infertility journey is like nothing compared to what most people went through. We uh, tried for about a year unsuccessfully, and the doctor says if you try for a year unsuccessfully, then you reach out, and then we, we start looking at things. So we tried unsuccessfully for a year, and then we, um, we started IUI, and the second time we did IUI, it worked, and she got what's called... Blighted ovum. The blighted ovum, which is where... Uh, the, uh, the pregnancy, it starts with the embryonic sac, and then the baby grows inside the embryonic sac. Well, we got the embryonic sac, but no life ever formed in there. Mm. So it was just it was just an empty embryonic sac. And so you have to get the, the procedure, the DNC, which is, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, people's, it's, it's an abortion. We didn't really call it an abortion because there was no life in there to begin with. So yeah. I felt like that was something completely different. But, um, and then, <laughs> and then, um, so the doctor says, once that happens, um, or, or, or okay, we'll, we'll get the DNC, and then you know you should start you should start cycling again and all that, and then we try again whenever you're ready. Well, she never started cycling again. We're like, wait, what the heck is going on? How long did that go on? Uh, for about after about six weeks, we were like, whoa, this is weird that you haven't started again yet. Let's go get this checked out. We get it checked out. She's knocked up the <laughs> old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way to go, swimmers. Like, proud of them. Like, good for them. Mike and his super sperm yeah, got it done. Yes! Yeah, yeah, applause. Yes! Congratulations to my semen. That's wonderful. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, like, like, and the doctor who's done doctoring things for 20 years is the second time in her career she's ever seen that happen like that. It's incredible. Oh my gosh, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble, but I have to tell this story. And I kind of alluded to because we had lunch before we came over here to do this podcast. My um, my sister in law, so my wife's sister, um, her and her husband had some issues as well. And um, I'm I'm not going to try to like give all the details because I know I'm probably going to screw it up. But um, it was a similar story where they were. I think what was going to happen actually was he was going to go to. Um, to the place where he basically puts his swimmers in a cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had it all scheduled and was ready to go there. And uh, before he left to go, she took a pregnancy <gasps> test, and lo and behold, she was pregnant. No way. Like Why? the old-fashioned way. That's so he didn't incredible. have to go on without that. They didn't have to do the. What's the term? The IVF and all the yes, IUI and yes, all the yes, yeah. yes. No, and that's see, I went. Through- uh, by the way, I hope Ginny and Michael don't mind me telling that story because she's got her her Facebook or I'm sorry, Instagram page, which is um, Mavericks Miracle or, Mir- or Miracle Maverick or she something like that. She speaks about it. She speaks about it. Yes, but no, anyway. and I can tell you, just as somebody that went through it, um, again, I'm open about it, and I think you and Katie are too now. We are the, the, because you want people to know that they're not the only ones going through it. Exactly, it's something that I absolutely kept on the on the down low as we were going through it our first their failed pregnancy actually was in september if our first pregnancy would have worked she'd be due any day now mm-hmm. um but you know something that you said that i think is important for us all to remember like you said you know i know our journey was a little shorter than other people's journey i think that's something that we do in this world is compare um and maybe feel like my, my what i'm going through is not as big as what you're going through oh 100 minimize and, yes, and i don't think yes. we should do that because it matters to you it matters to you it matters to 
to me. Do you know what I mean? We yeah, all have right. our own struggle and it's all at different that was, degrees. That was the one of the big reasons why I didn't open up because why is, you know, first of all, what people are going to look at me, look at my life and they're going to be like, what does that guy have to be depressed about? He's got a great house. He's got a great family. He's got a great job. Like things are going good. What is that? Oh, he's feeling sorry for himself or man, don't, I, I can't bring you down to my level. You know, you're, you're a product of your environment. If I bring in my negativity and the stuff that's, you know, I'm going to bring you down and I can't do that to you. Or you're going to be like, uh, sorry, dude, I don't have time for that negative. You know, like Jesus, you're just like playing this mind game with yourself. Um, and I truly believe it's Satan just basically telling you it you're is. worse, you're worthless. But, um, anyway, I, I digress. It's just, it's no, so you're important so right on with all of that. It's Seriously. so important that no matter what the magnitude of the problem is, you have got to talk about it. You've got to open it up because if you internalize, it will destroy you. And, and that brings me back because I think we, I, I kind of got lost to your original question about that. If it, when I said, if it weren't for you, Jenny, we would have, I mean, we would have been lost because we didn't know anybody else in the universe personally who had ever gone through or attempted to go through anything like this. So we kept it very, very private. Um, uh, I think it was like literally like you and our moms knew uh, because, because we had, uh, we had started to tell a few people about the first pregnancy when we thought we were pretty safe, but then, then when we then we had to deliver the news to like twelve people that oh never mind, there's nothing there. Like that's Davis, that sucks. Yeah. To have to make all those texts and phone calls to these people and mm-hmm. just tell them, Oh, never mind. Like that's the I hated that. So then when we got the successful pregnancy now, man, until that until we hit that twelve week mark, man, nobody except you, Jenny, and like mm-hmm. our moms knew, and that was it. I wasn't gonna tell a soul. Yeah. And um, but when we were going through the the failure of the first one. Like, that really sucked. I remember telling you about how mad at God I was. I remember just telling you, like, like hey, listen, we're, we're, we're just not meant to be parents. I was, I've always been okay if, like, if, if I would have never been a parent, I was, I was okay with it. And uh, that was the case before we went through everything. And then especially after that first one happened, I was like, eh, it's just not meant to me. But, but every stage I went through, even a stage, I, I like to bring up the term mad at God. Cause like, how could you be mad at God? Like, well, cause I was, I was ticked off that, you know, a crackhead mm-hmm. could crank out a kid, but me and my responsible wife can't, you know, like that's, right. that's ridiculous. <clears throat> and, uh, it was cool. What you did best is all you just, we would, I would let out whatever emotion I was feeling that day. And you would just tell me it's okay to feel that way. It's understandable to feel mm-hmm. that way. And, um, and I think, I think you knew in your heart all along that you'll be like, Give it time, and you'll be trying again. Just you wait. And I think you oh, knew yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I would get into a terrible funk. I had six miscarriages. Uh, so, you know, I see, remember. See? Not even close. Her situation <laughs> was way worse than mine. It de- no, mine just went on much longer. But, I mean, it's, but it, that, that said, you know, I would get into those funks, and, oh, it was terrible. I mean, yeah. I just wanted to die. I mean, it was just sure. awful. And then. So, who did you lean on when you were going through that? I mean, we're, you know, luck, fortunately for him yep. and, and his wife. Fortunately for her, especially. Yes, yes. That there was somebody that they could talk to and they didn't have to internalize all those feelings. Who did you lean on? You know, this is, again, now I feel like I have an entire community around me that would understand and I could have someone to personally relate to. I didn't. I didn't know anybody that had even had a miscarriage. So I went on this website and actually I I just looked it up not too long ago because somebody I know is struggling and I was like going to suggest this website Mm -hmm. um, with message boards where no matter what you're... You're, you know, because infertility has so many layers, you know, as to yeah. what, what 
division you were in with it, yeah. um, you know, you could find a community of support online. And literally those are my people. Do you want to know oddly who one of my people on one of these message sports, do you remember um, Jeff Bates country singer? Yes. His wife, I think they're divorced now. No. How weird is this? Are you serious? Yeah. His wife was, and I didn't, I had no idea. Her just knew her name was Kelly and she, and we became like kind of really good friends on this message board. And then I have no idea how one conversation led to the next. And I, and I realized that that was, um, wow. his wife, I do think they're divorced now, but anyway, she had, they did have success. She's got a, a girl that's, you know, about, about my daughter's age and it's just wild. I don't know. You find, but that's just, and I think that's why I am so open about everything in my life because yeah. even a few years ago, and I won't go deep into it cause it's a, it's a long conversation, but I had, I had an ovary removed or TMI here. Um, and they nicked my bowel while they were doing my surgery. Oh, and yeah. I ended up with a colostomy bag for about mm-hmm. six months. That's, oh. that's a whole thing. Well, hold on. Well, but my point, okay, yeah. like that is, that is an embarrassing, yeah. like super traumatic, crazy Especially, situation. I would think for a woman. A hundred percent. Yeah. Which by the way, kudos to my husband who was like, I don't even see it. God bless him. What a guy. Yeah, because he totally saw it. <laughs> I was like, and heard it, <laughs> and heard it. Oh, oh, this thing would like fart. probably smelt it too a few times. Oh, we yeah. were very one with my poop. <laughs> we Je- were. Jenny and I conversed. This was early on in, in our partnership. We started, and I, I just remember because we laugh about this. Because I was like, man, that is a shame that we were not together on a morning show when you had a farting bag that could go off at any moment. Like that would have been radio gold. Like, we but I, it would have because I would have. I wanted someone to laugh about it with. No. Because that's it. how yeah. I yeah. cope. Yep. But I didn't again. That was another thing where I felt like I had to hide it. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I'm pooping in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> but I started Ugh. opening up about that. I mean, and I laugh, but I want you to know I laugh, but I'm serious about it. Sure. Like I've connected with so many people on, in that realm as well. I mean, because it is a lonely road when you do go through these things and you, and you feel like you're the only one. Yeah. I think, and that's why I'm just so grateful that you're doing this podcast and oh. that you are being so transparent. I true. I mean that with my whole heart because um, it's important. And I think that's why we're here. And I believe we're called, we're called to do that. I know it's not easy for everyone. We all, we all like to talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I like to talk about other things. I mean, I still, and I told you this on your podcast, I still cringe when I, when I bring it up, like when I publicly say my battle of anxiety and depression, well, shit, I just said it again. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> always listening for the first time. Well, right. that person who didn't know before now they know. Um, we, we have mental illness, yeah. but think about that. All it means is there's just something not right in our mind. It, it's like if you had a stomach illness mm-hmm. or a, you know, whatever the illness, you would take care of it. Well, yeah. this is something in the mind and we're sure. taking care of that. That's it. Yeah. This is therapy for me. It's, you got to normalize you know, it. Yeah. The, the whole internalizing thing was the biggest thing I learned of what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we obviously talked about the stigma. I'm going to try to get close to wrapping this thing up because it mm. is, go, I mean, I, we could talk for hours. I'm absolutely <laughs> loving this conversation I and I knew this is how this was going to go. Um, so we talked about the stigma and the importance of break, you know, bringing, bringing it to the forefront, trying to normalizing it. Well, what are you doing, uh, you know, aside from that, maybe Choo Choo or Q104 is a radio station. How are you using your voice, your resources to kind of help break the, the fear of shame and fear and guilt um, and on the whole variety of different emotions? Are you partnered with any particular organization? And if not, is there any plans to maybe do something like that? Because it's obviously something that is very important. I mean, think about this, like you brought it up on the show and then I brought it up on your show and now you're here where we, we continue to talk about it. How can we do more? Here's the thing. I have gotten to the place in my life where I don't just want to talk about things. I want to do something. So right. example, the terrible school shooting that just happened a mm-hmm. couple of days ago mm-hmm. has just 
has me all twisted up inside. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's another thing I don't just want to talk about. I want to try to do something. So I sent an email to the head of our school, my kid's school and said, Hey, can I, can I help lead an initiative of like, um, cause, cause I personally believe there, there are lots of different factors. There are lots of different reasons why, you know, that we have problems, with school shootings and things like that. But one, the biggest thing I believe is it starts with mental health. Yeah. I don't think, 100%. you know, and, and, and the problem with mental health is it's expensive to get it. You, know, you want to go to a, a counselor, it's a therapist, all of that's out of pocket m- m- for the most part. Um, you know, it's just not as accessible as it should be. And I believe if we could start there, particularly with our, our young people, that it can only, it can only help. Even if that's not the solution for these kinds of things, it can mm-hmm. only help. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I'm, I'm about doing, and Mike, thank God. I love, I love this guy. Like it, we say it was a 50, 50. I love you too, Mike. Oh my God, I, I love, love this guy. Feel so much love. No, but if for real, like I will come to the table with ideas. Like I safe home. I, I, I want to get, um, and I am getting involved with safe, safe home, domestic violence shelter after having been in a violent relationship and yeah. whatever, start volunteering with him. But I just, I bring all this to Mike and I'm like, I love this organization. Let's do something. He's like, okay, what are we going to do? So we're going to actually have some kind of a big tie it in oh, with his baby. Hey, Ronnie's not the only one allowed to drop teasers. Yeah. Okay. Teaser. Well, we have something coming up where we're uh, incorporating. That, <clears throat> so check it out. And on the Q104 morning drive, or yeah. you can also listen to the morning after podcast. It's yeah. probably going to be discussed on both of those locations. Yeah, right? We're going to do something that ties. Is together. there a timeline where, where people need to make sure to, it's going to be this summer. Okay. It's going to be so. I'd say maybe like shortly after the Kenny Chesney concert, which is July 2nd this year. Yeah. Maybe a little after Kenny, start listening for a little something, something. You know, I just got to say this, and and we're going to get close to wrapping this thing up. And then I want to make sure I get to the text messages because a few of those have come in before we end the show. (laughs) Um, You have have, uh, complimented your husband a bunch for the person he is and how he's by your side. And I know you feel this way about Mike, but the thing that I love about Mike is, is that he's not gone through depression. He's not gone through these anxieties. He's not been through a violent relationship as far as I know. Um, But he's almost like a second husband to you and why you guys are such a great team because he's got your back, you know, and you guys are a team, you know, and I love that about him because it would be so easy for him to be like, look, Jenny, like, I don't know anything about that shit. That's that. That's you. I'm I'll support you, whatever you want to do. But it's like, hey, if you're in, I'm in, yeah, you know, it's I'm like serious. like a marriage. And I just want to give you like yeah, major props because I think that's I, really cool of you. Mike. I, I mean that <laughs> it. Thank you. That was very nice <laughs> for you to say. Um, it is my humble opinion that in order for a morning show to work and live us to, to its maximum potential, that a show has to be, the, the, your, your hosts have to be an extended version of your family. I asked Jenny about how her kid's soccer tournament went over the weekend. And then I, and this is going to sound almost, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I actually care about the answer. Some people ask, well, how'd your kids do in yeah. soccer over the weekend? But it's just my, mainly, mm-hmm. main, meant as a, uh, just as casual, polite yep. conversation. And I'm like, hey, has Jules been working on that dribbling thing that her coach talked? <laughs> hey, did she fire one into the top corner of the net there? Is she going for that Hattie? Like, you know, I, I want, like, I, I root for her. Uh, her. Her husband has started a new chapter in his life that I, I don't know how much of that we can't, I don't, because I know it's not fully launched yet, so I don't want, but okay. he's, he's gone into this new chapter in his life, and I'll ask her about it, like, once a week, and I'm like, hey, how close is he to, to, to this going? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be so successful, and I can't wait to see the success that this leads to for mm-hmm. you and your family. Yeah. Like, I root for your whole family's success. You know, like so cool. I said earlier, and I meant to, that I do believe God like puts everything together. I, I believe it's his plan and he's, he's the, the, he's orchestrating everything. That's, sure. that's my belief. I do too. And I truly believe I lost my brother a few years ago. I told you this recently. I will never forget that day. Yeah. 
I a, saw you in the hallway that day, and man, I was crushed for you. It's terrible. He yeah. had a, he he died of a drug overdose, and yeah. and that's another thing I've tried to get involved with organizations to help. Like with everything that's bad, I try to get involved with something yeah. to help talk about it. But I believe you know my brother was taken, and that God gave me He gave me a brother yeah. right here because we do we have an incredibly close. Familial is that the word? Familial like relationship. No, we have we're we're an extended family. Like it's like to the point where like I would absolutely come up to your house for Thanksgiving or something like that. And by the way, this Mm -hmm. is a two way street. This isn't just me supporting you. Believe me. So us, (laughs) me and Katie living in Kansas City, we don't have any family here. We have my parents. All my whole family lives in St. Louis. Her whole family lives in Chicago. That's a two hundred or five hundred mile drive. Yeah. Or uh, or uh, for Chicago, it's usually a flight. But oh my god, we've got a newborn coming in four months, and we have no family in town. Oh, Jenny. Oh, this one, this one. Hey, I say this with all the love. You are a psychopath about my child, man. Like you are insane. You're giving me a baby. Come on. Like she's like, she was in the studio today, in the studio today. She was like, she was like, Hey, there's going to be a day where you're just, you just need to catch up on sleep. You're tired. And I fully believe you. You know this. This There will be a day. I'm there actually right now. I probably look it. Go ahead. So, and so she's like, when that happens, you just tell Katie to bring that baby to the studio and I will take her home for the day, okay. baby for five days, whatever you need. It's beautiful. I'm like, I'm like what? Like, That's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, how much do I owe you? She's like, if you try to give me money, yeah. you're giving me a newborn. <laughs> Jenny's obsessed with right. newborns. She's, yeah. it's weird. Like she, like, she doesn't mind cleaning poopy diapers. That's I, I, weird I to I me. I look forward to it. I, I love babies. Well, you clean enough poopy diapers, it just really doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. yeah you'll, you'll get over that real quick. I'm, here's hope. And then, oh my gosh, she was doing, so our, Way back earlier, we're talking about Can't Match Mike, that, the game that we play on the radio. And she had a blast because for three days in a row, she busted out like newborn trivia, oh. like things that parents, <laughs> like you learn as you become a parent, especially to a newborn. And I did all right. I you did like okay. I did all right. I like a little education. But oh my God, she was so excited to read the question about when the baby's first poop comes out. It's what is it? What does it remind Robbie, everyone what's of? The answer? Tar. 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 Yes. yes. She was so excited talking about tar poop. Yes. Yes. Oh, so gross. And no, then, it, then it kind of trans. Then it kind of uh, transitions to a mustard seedy. Poop. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You'll yeah. find that out quickly. Yeah. You'll, you'll be more in touch with poop than you ever have been I in your life. I just love the fact that you guys have the connection that you do, and it's why you guys are as successful as you are. It's why you're nominated to be, you know, the best morning show in Kansas oh, City. Which, how do they vote for that? How do they vote for that? Uh, KansasCityMag.com. Okay. Uh, we also have links. Like, if you go to Q104KC on Instagram, you know that like link in bio. We have that yeah. link up that'll literally take you right to it. But KansasCityMag.com, and you'll see the best of KC. Like they're promoting it everywhere on their website. You can't miss that click. And then we're in the city life category. That's so cool. Anyway, you guys, there's no, it's not by accident that you guys are having the success that you're having and having the fun that you're having. And I think it's really cool. Let's get into some of these text messages again on any of the Pop Around podcasts. You can interact by leaving a voicemail or texting in at 816-558-6389. This comes in from Matt Bankston, who says, what was your favorite spot or event for a live remote? Hmm. Here's the thing, live broadcast. When we go and make an appearance, like we get a fee, and it's it's a it's a decent fee. um, But a lot of them are not fun. Like they're they're kind of because they're just they're places that you'd rather not be for Mm -hmm. two hours. You know, I'd say for us as a show, though, we did. uh, So we started. We have a pajama jam that we do every Christmas time. Yeah, and we raise jammies for kids at Operation Breakthrough. That's cool. It is cool, and we did um, a live broadcast from a car dealership. 
and oh cable Dahmer. cable Dahmer. that's what it was yeah. and we were out there and we collected jammies and it was nice because we got to meet a bunch of listeners and as they brought it it was all just a feel good that's a diff yeah because it's not like hey come check out the new 2022 <laughs> toyota corolla oh you know God. like right. this is like hey you know like get it. back yeah so mm-hmm. it's a little more authentic again it gets back to that word authenticity yes. we, had, we had fun we did a live broadcast you remember when we did the rally house in the northland as you, you, you and me together because <laughs> we probably got in trouble because we we're like if you come up here between four and six o'clock we want to take a picture we want to say hi but it's 601 we're out of here (laughs) here. (laughs) i should have said that on the air i I remember those days matt also wants to know was there a specific song that you were excited about when it got released for radio Hmm. great questions but they're like they're thinkers that is a thinker i mean especially after however many years you've been doing radio for me it's 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 artists more than it's songs yeah Mm -hmm. because it's cool we get where we get this opportunity now we work with a wonderful woman named charla mccoy you know charla i don't charla is in nashville she's kind of her own thing she's worked at a bunch of record labels but she's built her own empire now and before every acm and every cma she'll have her own event she'll have eh, 12 to 15 radio stations from various parts of the united states and she you know flies everybody out and uh we do a big big broadcast with her and uh, we, we talk to probably 75 artists in a matter of 48 hours. It's insane. And it's funny because, you, you know, you do get excited for the big names that come through. Mm-hmm. But we have found that we really enjoy getting to know these up-and-coming artists. Yeah, that is fun. I remember those days. Right? That was the cool part. Like, Lee Bryce, like, I met him before. Like, Lee and I have a cool rel- – I could go to Nashville. I could call up Lee. He would say, hey, come on over. I'm redubbing something, and I'm just sitting in his studio. This has happened, actually, once before. And, and Lee – hadn't done anything but write a song for Garth Brooks that went number one in a week. Wow. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And and he was just a nobody. Mm-hmm. A nobody. And now look at him. The guy I know, is look at huge. Him. You know? but, but that's, that's so the, the kind of follow the journey. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And, and I remember like um, we all in this room know Marla who's been that, at that radio station for years and years and years. She's told the story of a young Kenny Chesney sitting <laughs> in the waiting room waiting to talk to Mike Kennedy. Is that wild? Like it's crazy. Wow. That he just sat there just like what? just just oh I, well Mike's going to be about another 30 minutes. Oh, that's fine. No problem. I remember when they brought Britney Spears through, you know, at the pop station way sure. back in the day. I remember when they brought Crazy. Justin Bieber through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a picture. First of all, I could be his mother, but I have a photo <laughs> with Justin Bieber. He looks like my child. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he was like 12 then. He was a baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little bit Crazy. So to, to answer Matt's, Matthew's yeah. question on the text, um, for me, it's more artists, and I'll give you give you two. These are, these are our, our people right now. Uh, Dylan Carmichael. Is our guy like he is awesome and he's put and every time he releases new. a new song he's one to watch he's, he's new he's uh so uh, Eddie Montgomery from Montgomery Gentry yep it's his nephew and if you listen oh. to his, and if you listen yeah. to him oh you can hear it you hear the Montgomery Gentry yeah. come out so it's John Michael's son yeah it's, it's his nephew also I, I, think, so. I think that's his other uncle okay mm-hmm. okay it's it's somebody else's son um and then this actually this guy's gonna be in our studio next week and this guy he's just a, he's a he's a cool kid he's 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 spunky he's He's energetic. He's big on social. His name is Ben Gallagher, which you want to say Gallagher, but it's not Gallagher. Oh. It's Gallagher. Okay. And he's got a song. He's and he's kind of got a. Uh, he's. I don't mean to be mean, but he's skinny Luke Combs. Like he's got okay. that. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that rocker sound to him. Yeah. But he's he's much skinnier and, and younger and, and a little. But more, here's and, a guy brand new and performs at prisons currently. You know, just to currently. like, well, he, he performed at prisons. He performed at prisons. What I'm saying is, you know, when you're up and coming, you'll perform anywhere. Everywhere you can just get noticed or recognized. Yeah. Yes. And so <laughs> we had a fascinating conversation with him in Nashville yeah, or got, Vegas. You know, it was Vegas and we got yelled at because our interview went way too long with him because it was, you were having so much fun. Well, yeah. And you know, true 
true crime queen oh. Jenny Matthews over here. <laughs> I have so, all the prison so, questions. Yeah, she's, she's like, you performed in a prison? And he's like, I actually performed in every state prison in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And she's like, tell me everything. And, I, and we're like seven minutes into our five-minute interview, and I'm like... Mike's trying to figure out how he can get a question in. <laughs> well, and, well, no, I was like, hey, do you want to talk about your music at some point here, dude? Like, you want to promote yourself? And he's like, no, let me tell you this story about Bubba and Cell Block D. Yeah, that's and I'm fantastic. Like, but that's hey, the kind of stuff... Hilarious. We, we love, though, to see somebody like that, and yeah. then, I mean, I'd love for him to just blow up and be just a huge artist. It's pretty cool. Man, so. I, I have some of those stories, too, that were just like, Lee Bryce is definitely one of them, but yeah. I've also had the ones that you... you you were trying to find the right way to say this without sounding like a complete prick, but like it don't meet your idols. kind of thing. They don't meet the expectation, oh. meaning they have, they're talented, they're great, but they're not humble and they're two faced and they, they give you the surface, you know, mm -hmm. political, shake your hand, make you feel good. The thing that they're supposed to do to impress the radio station person. But once they get a couple drinks in them or once they get off the, the limelight, then they are just a completely different person. And you're like, damn dude, I really liked your music, and now I hate it because you're kind of a tool. Yep. That's so, so disappointing. Yeah. I hate that. But, you know, I will say getting back into the country genre, like, for the most part, honestly, I love all of the country stars. Yeah. They're real people. Yep. And, um, you know, I don't know. Pop music was just different. Hey, sure. Jenny's big. Uh, she was big on Eric Church. It was her number one for so many mm -hmm. years, and now Morgan Wallen took yeah. the number one spot we in her heart. We broke up. Morgan's she broke one up one with now. Eric Church. Yeah, we broke up. It's kind of still fresh. Was <laughs> that after you saw him in concert, or was it prior yes. to that? After. I'm telling you, I've, I've always liked his music yeah. well enough, but when I saw him live, I thought, this is a game changer. He's ridiculously good. Jenny, stop going to church. <sighs> Seriously. So I don't know who this person is, but it is a 304 area code. I don't know what I don't that is. 304 area code. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, no, you, I am curious. Yeah, okay. 304 area code is West Virginia. Oh, it's probably wow. some of my relatives. Mount <laughs> I grew up in Maryland. Yeah, lots of Virginia and West Virginia. Uh, where's my app here? Okay, so I, I'm having a hard time reading this, and <clears throat> so I'll try. What was the, or what has been the biggest change in your job or position over the last five years as podcasts have become a big item? So I guess he's asking, has podcast being, the, you know, how big that it is, has it had any impact on your guys' career? In a positive way, we have a podcast of our right. own, again, the morning after with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Plug. What we think, though, is it adds to our product because mm -hmm. we only have so much time on the air. I mean, even though it is a talk show, you know, we ha we can talk, but we don't always have all the time. And we also can't say all the things, but we love that our podcast can be a continuation of the conversation. Sure. Um, and, and I think that's fun. So I think it's been helpful and it's been an addition. Yeah. Um, I actually had real life with Jenny Matthews. I started a podcast of my own a yeah, few I was years gonna, ago. Yeah, Are you not doing that anymore? Um, I don't have time to do it anymore, quite frankly, sure. because we've got the one that we do. But but you know what? I think I shared enough on there. If you'd like to know more about my traumatic childhood and life experiences, check it out. Check it out. It's all yeah. there. It's all there. Can yes. I can I tell the story of when we were very early on and I listened to one episode of your podcast? Oh, you sure can. This is so we're we're at this point, Jenny and I, we actually look like we're having an affair because we're both sneaking <laughs> to Westport at eight o'clock at night because the owners and our management don't want Yeah, they don't want yeah. <laughs> They don't want anyone to know that this might potentially be a team thing yet. This is still real quiet, like only oh, a handful of people know. But we, yeah. but they're like, we want to hear audio of what you guys might sound like together. So come back to Westport at like 
eight o'clock at night when no one's there and, and go into a studio and re- just record yourselves for like however long you seem appropriate. Like just how long let, did you guys do this? We went, we ended up going 30 minutes. Mm. With the, with we that. did, we did a couple of those. It only took 30 minutes, huh? Mm. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> you I'm, knocked I'm, it out in 30 minutes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> bro, I'm married. That's a marathon. Now. I'm 47. <laughs> Hi, bro. So we, uh, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so <laughs> we pull into the parking garage. We actually ended up getting there at the same time because, of course, we did. We, we we pull into the parking garage at the same time, not planned, and I get out of the car, and I'm like, hey, hey, potential partner. And she's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I want you to know that as I'm trying to get to know you better, I, I happen to listen to one of your one of your podcast episodes, <laughs> one of your real life. Oh, which one do you listen to? Ah, the one about your vagina that you spent 30 yeah. minutes on. It was yeah. a 30-minute podcast about it. What was that episode I called? I don't remember. I think it was called Vagina Candles, was it not? Vagina Candles is an <laughs> awesome title. See, I'm, this is my tease for everyone to listen to Real Life with Jenny Matthews. Uh, I might need some help, <laughs> your help, on giving my episodes titles because that is gold. Vagina Candles. Vagina Candles, yeah. All right, uh, one goodness. last text here, and I actually know this guy. He's actually in my wedding, and he's been a huge supporter and fan of the podcast. So um, he says, I was looking at your guests for today, researching them, and, and uh, researching them a bit because I'm a researcher. Okay, let's be honest. I was social stalking Jenny because she's cute. I'm intrigued by the dog biting her nose. Let's have her dive into that a bit if she's comfortable. I am comfortable talking about it because, again, I talk about all my things. Um, This actually happened on the air just about, I don't know, what's it been, like two months ago, three months ago, two months ago? I feel like March. I remember March a couple and now we're ago, in May, then. so that makes sense. A couple ago. I, um, I, I think I remember March. We do a segment on Fridays where we have, um, uh, we, we try to adopt out a, a pet from a local animal shelter. Mm-hmm. And we, gosh, we've had so many dogs in and they've all been so great. And um, this particular dog just, we were on the air and he got spooked. That's all I can say is that he got spooked and he were you down on your knees trying to uh-uh. pet him or anything? You were standing. No, the way our studio is set up, I sit, at my microphone. Oh, this happened in the studio. In the studio. Oh, we were yeah. I thought you were live oh. at the actual shelter and, oh, no, and no. you were not, piping in the audio no. to you. Not only was it in the studio, it was live Literally on the air. Literally on the air, yeah. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. So so Mike is telling the story. It was like, now it's, I mean, I'm laughing because I laugh at things that are inappropriate. But like, now that I think about it, I mean, he's giving like this sob story on the air about this dog and why you should totally adopt this dog. Super this dog heartfelt is, story. I mean, it was like from the, I mean, <laughs> it was your fault. You pissed him you off. Pissed you gave him a complex. <laughs> no, I didn't. You gave a dog a complex. No, I didn't. So Mike is standing across from me at his mic. He's telling the story. I'm sitting at my mic and the dog is sitting beside me and I'm just, I'm just scratching his back. Literally. Like, I'm, and I love dogs with sure. my whole heart. I've, so. I've always known that about you. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, he totally, this dog totally knows that I'm, I'm fine. Right. And so I'm petting his back. And I mean, I, when I tell you it came out of nowhere, he just, he turned, lunged toward me and just with his whole body, just went into my face and he latched onto my nose and he wouldn't let go. Oh my, what kind of dog was oh, it? Rot, rot. Oh no. Really, so I'm, so he's attached to my nose and I'm standing oh up God. at this point. I've kicked the chair behind me. I'm standing up. My husband is listening to this whole thing at home. He's texting me. He's like, did that dog eat you? When in fact, yeah, because all you heard on the air was, yeah. I'm in the middle of a heartfelt story. And then all of a sudden you hear an aggressive, but you hear, yeah. and then about three seconds of silence. Well, you hear me go, Ooh, like no, some terrible I'm noise. You, Did you go back it. and listen to the audio? We no. can't get the audio. The, believe what? it or not, our air checker, it's an inside radio thing, but it, yeah. it 
blipped out on that day on that day and we don't have actually it. on that on that half, half hour, hour segment it, it's 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 divided uh, into half hour segments and weird. that particular half so hour weird. blipped out and never now made it. i'm starting to think conspiracy theories no, i know no i know anyway, go no. Ahead. anyway so um so uh i i remember and, and again thank god i'm on prozac because i think if i was not medicated oh, yeah. i'd be in a funny form right now but i was um i just remember th- being i wasn't in pain i could feel my nose pop off i knew my nose was detached but i did not know what to do I listen just, to that she just said yeah, her nose, nose was detached yeah, the, the left it. the left nostril was, was completely detached was not was right your doctor did a damn good job thank you he did because i can't tell at all you cannot t- i can't believe that it looks like this because the, immediately I oh, was no like, i saw the pictures oh, on social yeah, media and then when i came in to do the podcast i was <laughs> sorry i was checking out your nose sure, sure. and oh, cool. i could not tell at all i was like wow you know, no, but I didn't felt uncomfortable saying something at that time. Anyway, um, anyway, it it's it's back together again, and it looks good. Um, I still have some inside work to do. I'll probably need a reconstructive surgery because I can't breathe very well out of that side, and it's numb. I can't feel that side of my nose, but I, the fact that it looks like it looks, yeah, I couldn't be happier. That's glass half full, right there, folks. This, yeah, right. This this woman, Jenny Matthews, also makes the mistake. <laughs> Of, she's like looking at like ways to care for her dog bitten nose. So she makes the mistake of Googling dog bite nose. And you've learned how many times by repetition to don't Google this stuff. And guess what? All the pictures pop up first. Oh, no. And people who oh. have their entire nose. Oh, no. Up. But see, again, using your stuff for for the good. Yeah. Um, in sharing all this publicly, I this organization reached out to me called Scars for Kids. And they... Wow. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, me either. Um, kids who get bit by dogs and have traumatic bites, this organization sends them these custom teddy bears that have their name on one side and survivor on the other, and then little cards of other kids and their stories and how they are okay and how you're going to be okay too. Um, and I got involved with this organization. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like you yeah. take you take the crap that life gives you and try to... You find out about these these great things that are going out because everybody's got something. And yeah, dog everybody. bites, I had no idea like how mm. prevalent dog bites are. I've gotten so many messages from people healing from dog bites or, you know, don't worry, Jenny, you're going to be okay. I got bit by a dog too. So it's crazy. You have the three, the, the, the seconds of dead air. How you didn't be like, go, oh shit, you know, like, holy right. crap or, or whatever. Because he's a professional. Prefer- no. yeah, yeah, like well, how you didn't do that is, yeah. is awesome. Um, but- do you have to go back on the air? Like you no. got rushed to the doctor. Well, he he rushed me. Oh, so, so. you just the show's over. So, well, here's here's was what it happened. in the nine o'clock hour? Mm-hmm. We were eight forty five. Okay, so the show's almost over anyway. So we so here what what happened was is I didn't see it happen. I only heard the bite because I was looking at my laptop reading this quote sweet dog story, the biography. Yeah, and um, by the time I heard the bark and looked up. You had already broken free from the dog. You had your face covered. You had your your and probably blood everywhere and, and, and a very bloody hand. And I'm like, oh my god, the dog bit her. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so I quickly, I'm like, okay, well, I can't keep these microphones on. So I fire up. I think it was a low cash song with a nine second intro. And I'm just like, so I just play low cash. I'm like, and I, all I said on the air was, I'm so sorry. I think I moved her a little. Side. I think I spooked him a little bit. I apologize about that because I know you heard that aggressive bark. Uh, we're going to give him a treat, calm him down, and we'll be right back. And that was the last you heard of us that day because I, I had no idea how, how how severe that injury was until, you know, you came back and you were obviously like, 
in the Damn, a. you handled that really good. Yeah. Well, oh, it, it helped. It was it was ignorant. It was it, ignorance is bliss. I yeah. did not realize that dog fully latched on. When I hear the story now, it's terrifying. I didn't see any of it. All I saw, I looked up and I saw her holding her face, running out of the room. That's all I saw. I like, and I I assumed the dog bit her, but I was like. Oh, she got bit by a dog. Oh, that's... I had no idea how severe it was. And I knew because I felt it pop mm-hmm. off. And, and I knew, but I'm <clears> telling you... I know, but I couldn't even hear the word detached. We're in the ER. He's with me, by the way, till my husband gets there. So we're like... I mean, we're, he's in this. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you about driving Jenny Matthews to the ER. <laughs> Am I going to be pretty, Mike? Yeah, her, her number one. Jenny, a beautiful I'm woman. Sorry, I'm a girl. A, a beautiful woman. And, and she does, you know, the, all the aesthetic hair, you know, to make sure you, and it's working like a charm, you know. So she she spends a lot of time to make sure you like you like to be pretty. Yeah. And so Girls she's do. running, she's running around asking me, am I still going to be pretty? That was her number one concern is, am I still going to be pretty? Oh my god. And gosh. we're driving to the hospital and I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the laws Within reason, why within control of my car, I'm, I'm driving very fast to get as fast there as fast as I can, um, and uh, like we're halfway there, and she's like, she's like, look at me, look at me, and tell me because you're, I'm gonna, you'll, you'll keep it real. I know you'll keep it real. Am I gonna be pretty? I'm like Jenny, I can't look at you right now. I'm driving as faster than I should be. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking a couple of minor laws here just yeah. to get you to the hospital faster. <laughs> and she's like, no, stop. <laughs> look at me and tell me. And I so I, I do wow. a, I do a quick glance and I go, <laughs> Ronnie. It was it was hard times. I was like, oh I was yeah. Like, I was like, you'll be fine. And then your adrenaline kind of calmed down. Your your pain kind of kicked in. You were really hurting. And I was like, okay, I need to do something to calm you down. And so I'm either I'm gonna swing for the fences. I'm either gonna get a home run or I'm gonna strike out. I'm gonna send you a total panic mode or I'm gonna make you feel better. So I say, hey, as you're holding your blood gushing nose detached from your face, I said, hey, <sighs> at least you did get your eye. Otherwise, you'd have to be a pirate every year from Halloween from now on. And it was such an inappropriate thing to say that yeah. she busted out laughing yeah. and calmed down. <laughs> she calmed down. I think that's how I handle Good. things best with Good. laughter. Yeah, so. that is great. Well, I'm glad that you are doing better and you look great. And so, the yeah, the listener obviously from wanting to uh, do a little research on you found out about that. So we're going to get close to wrapping this up. Tell me what's next on, uh, you know, at Q104. What's what's new? What's fun? What's 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 on the... Near future. Yeah, the bosses called us in last week saying probably going to get some million-dollar contracts. Pretty excited. Hey! Yes! Standing applause once again. You know, they say, you know, they say speak it into existence, so I'm just shooting my shot there. I mean, the truth is, I hope we're doing this show together for a long, long time. I hope you are, too. Yeah. And I feel like... um, I don't know. I feel like the chemistry's there, and, and the and the desire for us to do it is there. You know, we just have to hope that this this radio station still wants us because sure. we we love it. It it'll. I think we're both comfortable in saying that it'll never be as far as radio goes. It'll never be as good as this. This yeah. is this is going to be the highlight of our career. I think we both know that from here on out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Q one hundred and four goes, we're so excited that uh they just opened a tin roof in Kansas City, and we're, yeah. we're, we're gonna... does EJ Burnus have anything to do with that? I have no idea. Have you no don't idea. know who EJ uh, Burnus? He's uh, a record rep for you know. I'm really surprised you don't know who EJ Burnus is, but he had something to do with Tin Roof back in the day. I don't know anybody. You don't know show. anybody in the media? Like, okay. Like, mm, no, sorry, well, I digress. No, cause, I'll pull cause, back. Cause I don't have. I saw that Tin Roof came there, and I was like, I wonder if EJ has anything. I don't to know. Do okay, but go we're ahead. but we're planning on doing uh, a lot of work with them, and hopefully bringing in some some artists, some up and coming artists there, and also local artists. That, you know, they want. Mm-hmm. Tin Roof wants to fill that up with local artists as well. We're excited to hopefully do some work with them this summer as well. That's cool. Um. As, and then, and then, listen. We're in in honor of, of my baby girl. We're, we're we're doing this really cool thing that I can't say too much about yet. It's going to be great, though. Yeah, that's all I want to say about it. But right but after that's Kenny, September-ish, right? 
Well, September's when she's due. We're going to do oh, this. Oh, before like, then. We're okay. going to do well, that yeah, like late July somewhere. Yeah, we, we, have, okay. we, we have a little thing. We're, we're incorporating like the theme of a baby shower. We're like, we're kind of okay. tying that whole thing into it. And, yeah. And, and it's going to be really cool. You'll hear about that mid-July. Okay. And uh, yeah, 104.3, 6 till 10. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, at Jenny Matthews on air on right. Instagram. Yep. I share my entire life. I'm not even going to. Do it. Do it. I'm not going to promote my Instagram because Jenny promotes all her Instagram. Do it. Uh, At MikeKellerQ104. Thank you. What's so hard about that? No. And kudos to you, Ronnie. We've said it before, but truly, I'm so proud of you. This podcast is awesome. You are doing such good things, and I'm just really happy for you. Your studio is nicer than ours. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I couldn't do a podcast if I didn't have great guests. And I'm honored that you guys were here. So Mike and Jenny, thank you for not only coming into the studio to do this podcast, but thank you for your friendship. I do love you guys very much. And I love what you guys do for your listeners. And I love what you guys do for the Kansas City community. So uh, thank you guys for being here. This was a lot of fun. This was probably the record for being the longest podcast that we've done yet. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining on the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up episode four of the Papa Ron podcast. Listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Keep up to date on new podcasts, new discussion topics, and future casts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Search Papa Ron Podcast and be sure to like and leave a comment. Now, back to the show. Here again is your host, Ronnie Phillips. Thanks again to my boy Dakota Thurn and Quentin Verlinick, who helped me out so much each week from Marathon Media Management for bringing such a huge asset to this show, providing the video to this podcast. Thank you also for being just solid friends who have pushed me to do this podcast because there wouldn't be a Papa Ron podcast without you two. I love you guys. Uh, also, quick thanks to The Voice, Mr. Rick Hunter out of Tucson and Rich Donovan out of San Francisco for producing the imaging elements of this show. Don't forget, you can catch Donovan on his online radio station that plays music from the 80s and the top hits of other decades. CoolFMOnline.com. Uh, next week on the show, we're talking football, former wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers, and he's a longtime friend of mine, and I'm not embarrassed to name drop like that. His name is Mark Bo Richter. He will be in studio. Uh, we're going to discuss the changes of the Kansas City Chiefs and you know many other teams around the NFL. We're also going to revisit some of his memories of playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're also going to dive into all the crazy stuff going on in college football, and in particular, the implement of NIL. And of course, thank you for listening or watching this episode. This podcast is found on all popular podcast platforms and can be seen on Spotify and the Papa Ron Podcast YouTube channel. So for Dakota Thurn, my special guest, Mike Keller, Jenny Matthews, I'm Ronnie Phillips. Yeah, Ronnie. You've been listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe now and tell your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and other social platforms. To participate on the show, leave a message with your comments or questions by calling or texting 816-558-6389. That's 816-558-6389. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Papa Ron Podcast. Oh.